Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about that? All right, Joseph, it's May 3rd. And you know what that, you know what tomorrow is? It is. It's Star Wars Day. That's right. It's May the 4th be with you. Yes. A joke that never gets old. It's not. <laughs> it never was. Was it funny? To, yeah. Was it allowed to get old? I think, you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's clever. Um, and then it, each successive time I heard it, it was less clever. Well, there's also the uh, Revenge of the Fifth. That's the next day. Oh, okay. Yep. I get it. Nice. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Right. I like how these holidays, there's like a Batman day. Yeah. Some, somewhere is Alien Day. Yep. That was the last episode was we did during Alien Day. Oh, my God. What were you doing on Alien Day? <laughs> Thinking about sitting around getting together with family. Yeah. On this most holy of aliens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know not too long ago, there's the day that the Breakfast Club were all in detention together. What day is that on? Um, it was pretty recent. It was must have been like March or something. Um, oh my God, right? that's ancient history. Where yeah. They do. I see it in, I see it in, uh, on like uh, Instagram. Someone always posts that movie still, which is the exterior of the high school. And underneath it, it gives the date. Uh, I think it's wow. like March or something. What a powerful movie that was. You know, it really was. I read this big, <laughs> this big long article. This is a couple of years old by Molly Ringwald. And Molly Ringwald talked about revisiting her old films in the age of Me Too. Because like a lot of those John Hughes movies, which I still love, are, are like pretty rough. There's one where like in 16 Candles, like some like they stole her underwear and like sold photographs of them or something. A lot of them were really rough, but anyway, it was, it was a good article. And she talks you about remember how when uh, Jen Nelson bites her cooch and yes, uh, she school. talked about that too. She talked about how her, she and her daughter watched the movie together and her daughter was like, what's going on here? Like, why didn't you hit him or something? And uh, it, she had like this conversation with her daughter about like how it used when to man, be when, uh, when a woman loves a man. Right. Well, she didn't love Bender. By a man. Yeah. Anyway, but that was it. Was Jim Nelson really... was a star. You got you know that. Well, it was one of those first. It was one of the first movies that kind of like treated adolescent problems as being um, as as they were. I know, like, I mean, it's weird. I think it like... also gave a good instruction manual to people to schools like yeah you got jocks you got nerds you got yeah. just in case you guys weren't aware here's this movie called the breakfast club now yeah, you, can right. divide, you can all divide into subgroups but right you want, right you get detention you'll for a minute get along yeah which never um, happened ali sheedy uh like scratching her hair out and yeah the dandruff and yeah it was a great that was a great movie i i remember finding that to be really like uh like affirming to me when i was that age and that no good guy who get, made them have the tension yeah and the janitor 
<laughs> Carl. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen good. that movie in like 25 years, maybe. I it holds up. I mean, it holds up much better than it should. What's that guy's name? The guy who played the nerd. He's in weird science. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. I think we've talked about this when we talk about weird science. Do you remember when he went through like a weird like meathead stage? Oh yeah. Really bulky. Yep. Like I liked him when he was like rusty. In, yep. uh, and then he was in that movie, uh, you know, Bryce's Club and Weird Science. And and then all of a sudden he like, I don't know, discovered steroids or something. Yeah, he was in a couple, like I think he was in a football movie. Yep. Um Johnny Be Good or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. And then I didn't really see much of him again until he was in that TV adaptation of well, he was, I remember he was like the the main bully bad guy in Edward Scissorhands. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I always um, found it weird. I, I don't know. I was like, wait, this guy's supposed to be like all of a sudden he's like freaking Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, right. You know, he all of a sudden he's William Zadka from but, uh uh what's that movie uh where he says no pain, no gain. Uh just just one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, when did this happen? Did he I thought he was like really did he I always thought he was like super short too. He's not, I guess. And he just got really bulky and it was weird. Yeah. Huh. And then he was in um what was that Stephen King TV series he did? The Dark the one, Half? Uh the one where he can like if he touches somebody and he can tell yeah. I forgot the name of it. It, it was a Christopher Walken movie. Yeah. It yeah. was a funny uh someone put out a sheet how there's like six like white middle-aged actors that are all currently working, yeah. all have roles, and they all look like Anthony Michael Hall now. And oh wow like even like in speaking of cobra kai then we even talk about this the um <clears throat> what's his name crease when they show a flashback and he has yeah. his like sergeant or whatever sure. and, you know, i thought it was anthony michael hall <laughs> it was it wasn't it was one of those other actors oh wow looks like anthony michael hall. yeah there's like a whole bunch of them and they you, you wouldn't even know they could just like yeah one of them could show up on the set like yeah we got Casey michael hall on the set and the guy's like yeah right <laughs> i'm anthony michael hall yeah for such films as uh, johnny be good <laughs> yeah crazy, crazy science and <laughs> right, right. Lunch, the lunch gang weird biology me? weird biology. Might remember me from such great movies like uh i don't know <laughs> staycation and uh yeah the lunch yeah. club the lunch club the yeah lunch gang. lunch gang that's it sorry well he was he was good uh as a nerd and i found him less uh less believable as a jock but well i he when he was on that show and he kind of like he's been in like other stuff since yeah then. yeah he's he's kind of leveled out so hmm I, I don't think though we'll ever get that nerd again though. That, that no, that nerd, probably not. That like I don't know faded the minute he like did his first push up or something. Yeah. Well, maybe he just grew out of it. I don't know. I mean, he, he was got, he hit puberty. Yeah. <laughs> he hit puberty and it was like yeah, no looking back. Like, um. Oh. Well, you know what, Joseph? We weren't here to talk about no. Although what I could. We were talking about. I could we're, talk about we Anthony a, Michael Hall. 
We have a whole bunch of things to talk about. What are we talking about, Joseph? All right, so we're talking uh, briefly about Blue Sky, which is a new uh, social media app neither one of us is on. Uh, we're talking about a little bit about Picard. I finally was able to watch the rest of Picard. Uh, talk a little bit about the writer's strike, which is coming up. It's um, happening. It already happened. Started. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it happened today. Um, the the White House uh, Correspondents' Dinner, which I did actually get to watch, and that was very funny. Um, the debt ceiling uh, increase, we're going to talk very little bit about. Uh, we're talking about Meatball Ron, uh, the governor of Florida, and his oh, continued... God, he's collapsing. For all the wrong reasons. Uh, and then what, we're going to mention the abortion issue. Uh, a lot of people think that his institutional support, like his donor support, is plummeting. You know, oh, because, it has been. Yeah. But specifically because of his six-week abortion. No, I think it's because they want... They want to give their money to Trump. I don't believe they give a fuck about abortion. I agree. I agree somewhat. I think I think they just look, I think they see we'll the talk the, about that. Yeah. Uh we're talking about Colin Allred uh announcing a run against Ted Cruz, which I think is good news. Um Stephen Crowder getting divorced. Uh, and that'll kind of like tie into these laws they're passing in Texas, because I guess Crowder's trying to get divorced in Texas. Uh, and then we're going to talk about D. Snyder and Paul Stanley. His wife is. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> um, D. Snyder, Paul Stanley, uh, and Zoe Zephyr. Um, and then we're going to finish up with a fun little story about TJ Maxx. Uh, that story's not fun. <laughs> it's well, it, it is a terrible story. It's, I mean, like uh, funny in like comparison to some of these others. Sure. It's not <laughs> <fun at> all. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, so blue sky. Yeah, sounds like uh, like Skynet. What <laughs> sounds like Skynet? Skynet sounds like the thing that causes like the zombie attack and uh, yeah, and evil. Uh, what are they called? Umbrella, or something. Yeah, in Resident Evil, Umbrella is the name of the organization that's kind of like unleashed the biohazard. Yeah, blue sky to sound, or it sounds like uh, like blue sky. Blue. I don't know. I'm thinking I'm like yeah. some song that doesn't exist. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. Are you on it? No, I'm on the waiting list. The waiting list. Oh yeah, yeah me too, buddy. What a waiting list. Well, when Jack Dempsey, Jack Dempsey, isn't that what? a like a gangster or something? Who's the guy who does Jack Twitter? Dorsey, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. When, when, Wasn't he like a? I think he was a boxer. Yeah. Um, when Jack Dorsey left Twitter, he started working on Blue Sky, and it's supposed to be like fundamentally different. He, his big philosophical belief is that that the socialist things should be a protocol. It should be a way for the thing to build itself. So I guess. It's supposed to look and act a lot like Twitter, but philosophically, underneath the hood, the parts you don't see, it's supposed to act more like Mastodon, maybe. Um, but people who use it say it feels like Twitter. It looks like Twitter. Yeah, because it probably is Twitter. <laughs> a lot of yeah, probably is Twitter. So a lot of a lot of people, a lot of um news people are on it. They say it's great. Um, I know that some some people that are on it have been giving invitation codes. Um like that Brianna Wu, uh, the um, 
the the woman who's run for Congress a lot in in Massachusetts. She has been posting about it. She's on Blue Sky. She got five invitation codes. I think she gave out four to friends and did one as like a giveaway and a. I am so thing. tired of that shit. Like I forgot Good about time. it, and then I looked at my up ad updates, and for some reason I'm wants me to update it even though I don't have a fucking invite. It turned into like the like. It, the joke is that someone even posted on Twitter, like how Elon Musk destroyed blue check marks by basically making them valueless. Like, yeah, the and he, but and then around the same time that happened, I started seeing all these people announce like that they're on Blue Sky now, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, cool. How do you get on there? Oh, you have to be invited, and it's like. Oh, all right. So right now it's just like a club where like the joke is like basically anyone who had a blue check mark on Twitter, a real blue check mark. Yeah, is on Blue Sky. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anyone who had a, a official blue check mark, not some bullshit Elon one. Right. Uh, paid for. Um they are pretty much on it. I saw some other accounts that didn't have it, but were like pretty large. Mm-hmm. They had it. Maybe they got in early, you know, I don't know. Is it the next one? I think the only thing that may make it feel like it's the next one is the fact that Jack Dorsey's connected to it. Yeah. To me, it's like, listen, how many times am I going to fall for this shit? Uh, I felt like the one that really came close to being like a possible Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter, Instagram threat was Hive. Hive had best of twitter and instagram and it shit the bed it, it was like great i was getting like i was starting to get like a lot of interactions in the beginning when i was using it like more than elo or any of those other bullshit yeah. mastodon was a waste of time because it was like i signed on to the wrong server so it never functioned properly yeah that was that, um, i mastodon was really disappointing ultimately i mean whatever i don't but hive i felt like was this like uh potential uh like kind of what do they call that like where something comes out of nowhere and ends up becoming like a huge hit uh um, like phenomenon sleeper what like a phenomenon cinderella story I yeah, guess like a sleeper dog yeah oh yeah a sleeper hit they call it like a sleeper hit or whatever yeah. like you don't expect it and right yeah i was like holy shit and i saw people jumping on it but then it shit the bed and it was gone for a couple of weeks and yeah. it never worked properly it, it finally got back but by then no one gave a fuck it's done. It's dead. It's like there's probably people on there, but it, it lost all juice it had. And then this one, like I said, this one seems like it has potential because one, I think what they're doing is kind of smart by rolling it out slowly, making mm-hmm. it feel like, hey, not anyone can just get in this. It's not like 100% there yet anyway. Uh, you know, get the hype, get a bunch of, get the the the, the big names on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, brag about someone made a joke and said that blue sky is the new blue check mark (laughs) well yeah right i mean i just think that like from what i heard it runs like the way twitter did before elon got his hands on it and i don't honestly i don't have any issues the joke is i myself don't really have any issues with twitter like even with Elon like running it, like sometimes it's a little weird and like buttons move around. And I'm like, and then and like sometimes things don't work and it's kind of funny because yeah, 
the Mr. Genius guy who's supposedly going to get us to Mars and change the course of civilization can't even um, run an app that already had everything set in place. Right. For- yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you didn't have to invent shit. All you've done is made it worse. It's like you took a finished product and just like took out right. important nuts and bolts and fired like 80% of your staff to get yucks from like assholes online. It is like he bought a a perfectly good like Rolls Royce and then painted racing stripes on it or something with like a can of paint. You know, temper, temper paint, like whatever. Yeah. Like a, when you see people like paint a car and it's like right. bad, and you're like, okay, you did this yourself, and it looks like shit. You know. Well, I I would say if Blue Sky gets enough journalists on there and persuades things things like NPR, New York Times, the White House to start posting updates there, New York subway system, all that Twitter's kind of stuff. Dead. And yeah. Twitter's completely dead. It's that it's that simple. Like at the end of yeah. the day. And this is the problem I, I said too with all these bullshit apps like Vero and all these that you know when it comes to Instagram, the consumers are on Instagram. I don't know if the consumers really are on TikTok. TikTok's weird. Like I know people who say they make money off it, but I don't know. I push shit on there, it goes viral. I don't get like there's people yeah. who like stuff that they none of them are really i I got like one commission off of TikTok, hmm. like and it was a little one. I, I've never gotten like any I've gotten big, big gigs off of Twitter. Hmm. And I never really got it. and TikTok I just use for like just for fun, but like um I don't know. Even that one, um I, I don't know. I, like I I just don't think like I just don't believe it. I think like everyone everyone wants that like new fresh thing. Yeah. But there's always something nefarious about those new things. They are using you to join so they can bulk up their numbers and then that way they can sell it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, like that was the thing about high that bothered me was I felt like it was like almost like a true potential threat. And once it started to like, people were jumping on it and it was starting to get big. Like it wasn't just me. I saw other artists like talking about it on Instagram and sharing in their stories and saying, follow me on mm-hmm. there. It died. And I was like, what the fuck? Did they fucking, did they do this? Did they get like, did they get paid off? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. They just want a quick buck. Mm. They get paid by Elon or whatever to like go away and make a couple million in the process. You know, a lot of these apps get your information. Again, we're the product. Yeah. They want to put our content on there and make them cool. You know, I mean, that's why when celebrities said to Elon when he was like, oh, I'm going to charge money. Right. And and he backpedaled on that. He didn't hold to that. He immediately backpedaled on that. Like, the whole $8 thing. Then he immediately started realizing, like, okay, well, I need to have LeBron James on here. I need to have these famous people on here. I'm not going to charge him. I'm going to claim that I paid for it, you know, that he personally is paying for it, which which is complete bullshit. Yeah. and also people were like, wait, I signed up to have a check mark. And now it, the only people with check marks are like weirdos with like 200 uh, followers. He's he totally fucking he totally like screwed that up. Yeah. And then, like I said, the blue sky thing came out or is in the process coming out. Uh, like I said, I don't know. Maybe if I was on there, it'd be a different story. I have no idea. But as of right now, I just see it as like 
okay, it's just the next thing. And I, there's so many times I've seen so many big name people promote an app. They're either yeah. getting paid, they get early access. There's a lot of factors involved. And yeah, like I used to get hit up all the time years ago by like new apps, sign up, sign up. And I'd be like, okay, this is bullshit. You know, I'm yeah. like, fucking app. And I think that's usually that's the case. So, so many of the same people who are promoting this are also the same people who are promoting Mastodon. We're also the same people promoting Vero. We're also the same people. Vote. Like it's the same fucking shit over and over. Ello was a perfect example. I don't know if you've ever been on Ello. No, like, never. That functioned better than Instagram. Oh. And it never picked up. It You could put links on your posts. Oh, like, well, yeah. It was like a better, more friend, user-friendly app than Instagram almost was. And it just never, I'm like, why didn't it pick up? It's hard to say. I, I will say I'm I'm excited to try Blue Sky. I, I think it's got a good shot at like surpla- <clears throat> surplanting Twitter. But who knows? Also, I'll wait and see, but I, I am excited to try it when it comes out. Um, I'll t- like the Twitter experience for me isn't broken per se. The the buttons are kind of wonky, and occasionally the site doesn't work. But for me, it's that like you can't escape the idiot blue check mark trolls. I don't <laughs> just even everywhere. care about that. I ignore it. I either I do because I... there's there's some posts where I, I genuinely like the reason I really like Twitter to begin with is. You could find there's this back in the day, there's this writer named Thomas Lake. He wrote sports stories for like Sports Illustrated. And, and um, I tracked him down on Twitter and I asked him some questions and he talked to me on Twitter. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, this is a, a place where you, this was like six, seven years ago. Oh, okay. Where you could like, you could legitimately talk to people like new, <clears throat> newsmakers and stuff like that. Harry Carey. Well, it's, it's it's just not possible anymore. Um, you know, if I if I see a post by Ben Collins five six years ago, I could have commented on that, and he maybe comments back, answers a question, or says good point. And that's that was the joy of Twitter. Now it's like the first seven hundred comments you read are blue check mark idiots. You know, with yeah. nothing to say. Yeah, and, uh, it's and, just. Yeah. Well, and I get lost in the shuffle, which is fine. I mean, I, I get kind of that, but like now, instead of having like, oh, this is a cool like one-on-one exchange with a person with whom I'm interested in, uh, and now it's just like, oh, now I get to see this person I'm interested in with like 800 hecklers standing in front of me. You know, it's it's yeah. Much like less I said, my issue with Twitter is just more of like. You know, I the way I see it is Elon owns it, and um, I just think he's a temporary. I view him as a temporary owner. I don't believe that it. Who knows? It could be a year, it could be fucking five years from now. I just see at some point he's gonna just get pissed off, and he's gonna dump it on someone else mm-hmm. to liquidate it. Whoever Twitter's still gonna be around, um, unless Blue Sky, like you said, if the new if Blue Sky when it actually is open to the public um and we could see what it's really doing and mm-hmm. it's not just people taking their tweets from twitter and putting it on a blue sky right because no one like that makes sense like you know it's like if i made a tiktok i would just repost it onto instagram and then you know instagram reels 
was like it got to the point like they got rid of that i used to get paid to do reels yeah. for them. uh it wasn't like a ton of money but it, it was just like an extra couple bucks a month right. uh i just posting my art i was like fuck i'm fine i'm actually getting paid for this they got rid of that but they got they kind of got smart and realized like i was just taking like my tiktoks and reposting them on yeah. instagram <clears throat> and they, this was across the board said that they will not honor anything with a watermark because tiktok has a watermark on it Oh, anything with a watermark from another company. They're like, you're not, we're not paying you to like. So I had to do it twice. (laughs) And by that, I I would do it. I would just videotape it with my camera and then post it on Instagram and then post it on TikTok with like different music because then I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's so stupid. But I just feel like, again, I don't know what we'll see what it's like. Like you said. Yeah. New York Times is on there. NPR is on there. White House is on there. Politicians are actually using it for like yeah. not to like sneak off and say racist shit like the, they do in Parlor, Gab, or yeah. Editor, if, and these other. If like weather services use it, like police department, if like it becomes a utility, it'll easily surpass Twitter. And then Twitter is completely done. Twitter yeah. will just be 4chan, and then it'll just it'll it'll just be another. It'll be a a husk of itself and yeah yeah so i welcome a change uh and whatever whatever it i mean jack dorsey sucks first of all oh yeah yeah it's not like he's the the white knight here not at all and if anything he's like responsible for like elon like buying it supposedly like he's one of the people if anything he's just smart for like totally (laughs) he made bank i think he was gone already but he made bank from that sale yeah i mean this guy's a billionaire also and he's some weirdo like he's like a new age libertarian basically you know it's like yeah i mean i don't know but it's just fun elon's such a a dick it's funny (laughs) to see but it's sad too that like that someone was allowed to have 44 billion dollars to waste on something so stupid do you know what i mean like that's oh yeah yeah for sure like it's just god it's like you know, and you're like, ha ha, you want Twitter's worth like half what he paid or less than half what he paid. And it's like, that's yeah, I mean, that's funny because he's an asshole and he's still going to be rich as fuck in the end anyway. Yeah. He'll make that back at some point in some way. He'll never be able to spend all his money. It's like, but that's money that could have went to like something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Did you see? Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. The White House press conference, but correspondence dinner when he made mm. fun of uh Elon, he said, like, uh, what did he oh. say? Like, if you wanted to get rid of NPR, Elon, yeah, just had just sell it to Elon Musk or something, yeah. If you want to, if you want it to go away forever or something like that, and then he said, like, I'm not kidding, <laughs> like, yeah. that I think that's like. Uh, there was like a thinly veiled joke at the whole SpaceX thing recently with that uh, that ship. Oh, the okay, yeah. So called uh, successful explosion. Starship, right? Yeah. Billions of dollars wasted on that. Like, I don't know. I think the emperor, the emperor wears no clothes, is like a really true. Story. Oh, for sure. With this particularly, yeah. Well, well right. we're going to talk a little bit about Picard and the writers. Well, like Street. I said, until uh, he, Blue Sky sucks, unless they send me a uh, <laughs> right tomorrow. But then again, it's like, okay, I go on real quick. I go on there. Let's say I get on there. Yeah. 
Now I got to beg, beg the people that like follow me on Twitter or Instagram to follow me there. Right. I'll get like 20 of them immediately if any of them are actually on it. And it'll be like, okay, like it, it, this shit is, you know, this one person I found the coding Fox news made a good point. It says, you know, I worked really hard to get to like 80,000 followers. I don't want to have to fucking do this again. Yeah. I think the reality is if Blue Sky is the replacement of Twitter because of the kind of work she does, that's in, Twitter's important to her because it's like all about information and stuff like that. Um, if Blue Sky becomes that alternative, then right. she's going to have to go on there. Just like I would have to go on there for my art and stuff. But my, it's like I don't want to do the work to make that app cool. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm amazing. I mean, I'm just mean in general, anyone. Like, that's why I'm so sick of all these, like, so-called new white knight. Uh, right, right. Your apps, you know, like, oh, you don't like that, that algorithm on Instagram? Well, here's this app that no one's on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't trust them. They're not very make functional. It cool for us so we can have all that content and then we can sell it to advertisers and hopefully it gets bought by Facebook at some point. Right. Why? Well, yeah. Uh, that is a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll wait and see on Blue Sky. Jeez. Um, yeah. It is, it is a tough thing to imagine something replacing Twitter where you're not just a commodity. What do you call, uh, like, if they call them tweets, but they're going to be calling Blue Sky? Blue, mm. skis. blue skis. Clouds? Blue. Blue. Bluey. I blew myself. Blew myself. <laughs> oh, Tobias E. Blowhard. <laughs> yeah, they'll call them blows. Blue balls. Blue jobs. Blue jobs. <laughs> Dorsey's. Dorsey's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll find out soon enough. All right. So I finished Picard. Yep. We talked about um, it a little bit last week. Yeah. The ending. Um, I honestly, I did not. Yeah, I liked it a whole lot. I did not think the very ending was going to be so, to me, obvious of a you know pathway to a new show, which it seemed like it was going to be to me that they've kind of planned out a new show. Um. I thought it was good. I thought I look. I thought it respectfully honored Star Trek: Next Generation and introduced Star Trek: Nexter Generation. Next, and, um, generation. yeah, and it told a fun story. And it was a lot of it was like Star Trek ish, and it kind of made fun of itself in some ways. I, I thought it was a great show. Yeah, they played Poker uh, Man just like yeah. they did at the end of the first show, the first series, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks. I thought I liked the the notion that the Enterprise was like non-resistant or, or resistant to the Borg influence. I thought that was kind of a a, a swipe of the Battlestar Galactica uh, plotline. Well, in Battlestar, in the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, the Cylons had infiltrated all the ships and kind of rendered them uh, useless. But the Battlestar Galactica was such an old relic ship that it was not hooked up to this internet of ships. I love and that, that. Like, it makes no... When you think about it, it's like, okay, it makes sense from, like, the audience watching it. Like, yeah, Next Generation was made in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Before the internet was a thing, and there was, like, a cloud 
but this is far in the future. Why would that ship not be on? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like it's weird writing because well, it's Jordy like, built it because he was doing it kind of off the grid. I guess maybe that's why he kept it off the server then. Yeah, because he didn't want. I, I I assume he didn't want anyone know anyone to know he was working on it. And if he had kind of linked it to all the other ships, people would have been like, "Hey, what?" It'd be like if you notice a new device on your wireless. It's kind of funny though when you think about it. Like it yeah. almost sounds like, you know. But now the internet and everything, everything's on the server. It's like, wait, but the show is supposed to be like, yeah, years in the future. What? I thought it was fine. I mean, it, it, no, I, it didn't ruin it for me. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really good. I, you wonder why they didn't just do this kind of show for the first two seasons of Picard because Patrick Stewart didn't want to. Yeah, no. I mean, the I meant to get him to do the show was he did not want to basically do. He didn't want to do Next Generation. He want. He's like, it's got to be like he did not want to just have a, the the same thing. Yeah cast of his next generation he wanted a totally different direction different path that's why they were not in like star trek ships mm-hmm. they were like like wasn't like the first season he's in like some weird like not a pirate ship but, like it's not, right. a, not a federation ship right it was like some small vessel or something yeah it was i forget what it was it wasn't a federation ship he basically had to go like acquire a ship um and I guess to, for him, he agreed to do the show basically as if he, he was heavily involved. But yeah. I guess because they didn't get the reaction or the reviews, and they're like, well, we're giving you one more season, but you know, you're just gonna have to be a player. We're gonna make it a reunion for the fans. And even he yeah. was like, oh, okay, fine. You know, I don't know what the deal was, but like, supposedly that's why we did not get this show. But I guarantee you, and this is the way I think people are funny like this that mm-hmm. if they announced the card show and the card show was basically just a next generation reunion show right out the gate mm-hmm. people would have been criticizing it and saying this is like, yeah i don't want to see a bunch of old farts doing the same thing over and over this is bullshit and then they get like okay well here's something different i like it yeah all right here's the thing you're used to yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's no fair. Wants their, your, people really don't want different things. You go outside too far, you do something different. It's like the same thing with Star Wars. Anytime they do anything that's like a little out of the ordinary or just a little different or doesn't follow the lore 100%, you True. get these fans who are just like, bullshit. I, I, think Star, I think Star Trek is in such a good place in the sense that they can they could do any shows they want. There's so, there's so much room to do big significant shows that have nothing to do with one another like in in star wars it all comes down to like the force and the empire versus the uh the alliance and and it's like alliance the rebel alliance uh there's like very few um triads you know i mean it's it's all kind of like a binary universe but in the star trek world it's like romulans there's klingons they're peaceful with some i, I think it's funny about uh the star the star wars shows and everything like that is that the joke has always been about star wars versus star trek is that for decades 
all we had was those three movies. And that's right. it. Star Trek had tons of episodes of different shows and people would argue. And I always be like, it's like kind of silly. And then the prequels came out for Star Wars. But they, again, they were still just movies. You know, and people would be like, well, what about the books? I'd be like, no. Yeah. That's only a small no. fraction of people. No, no, that doesn't count. It's always, it's always about live media. It has to be live. Even the cartoons, maybe, maybe. But at the end of the day, when it comes to Star Wars and even Star Trek, it's all about live media. Yeah. And Star Trek always had just more content. So we grew up with Star Wars being like this show, movies where it was about like just a typical, like kind of like a sci-fi space Western with mm-hmm. some fantasy elements. And yeah. it was a, contained in three movies. And but and Star Trek had tons of episodes, different shows at the time, it had a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think Star Wars now is getting a chance to expand. Like you, you're bringing up the different aliens. Yeah, yeah. You know, in Star Wars, the aliens were just always kind of like just, uh, you know, background in a cantina, uh, background True. in the Alliance, background on the streets, background in Jabba's palace. But with the shows, we're getting like a more a richer story about different groups like especially with like mandalorian this season i think was a great season for like the way it ex- it opened up you know it's like anyone who says like you know now if you watch the cartoons like the clone wars and and like that you would know about the pirates that's like a big deal in uh star wars or at least in that part of the universe yeah, yeah. Of them showing up live action and i think they're going to be a bigger element in like other shows well, and everything like that um and then the mandalorian too like the, the 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 culture and race of the mandalorians and in andor we saw the different factions of the rebel alliance they weren't yeah. always in agreement some of them were like and they hinted more... at that in rogue one in the beginning yeah. rogue yeah. one when we're all together and like my mom was talking to them but star if the joke is star wars is in nature almost becoming like star trek true because it's expanding we're getting more characters we're getting you know like andor i mean there's rumors that that one dude might have been like a jedi or a sith at one point but mm. there's no jedis on that show you know yeah there's no there may be a mentioning of it but it's like that one is like the most star trekish of the shows it, it, it it's a pro- it becomes a problem uh, when you, these properties get so familiar and expand, they almost kind of like end up more uh, looking similar. You know, like people would make yeah. jokes and say that like when that Star Trek movie came out in the 2008 or whatever, the, what's his face? The guy who ended up making Force Awakens, he did the first two mm. Star Trek movies. Yeah, yeah. They were like very Star Wars-y. Like yeah. they, there was a feel to it that was more Star Wars-like. Uh, with those movies i remember that yeah and then you run into that same problem with like marvel with guardians of the galaxy or even like ragnarok or anytime they do space stuff it's like that's gonna be like a really tough job it's like how do we not make this look like fucking star wars in marvel and i think they've done a pretty good job of like the outfits and everything like that yeah i would say but it, it doesn't matter at some point the consumer is just gonna be like it just all looks like yeah that is true um and so i just think like that can, what you're talking about with star trek i feel like that applies like 10 years ago mm. like star wars especially with like all, the fact that it has all these shows now 
and all this upcoming content and it's expanding that criticism of it being so binary um i don't think will really hold up yeah. yeah but again i i think the problem though too is the average consumer is really just they're really just gonna think about those movies like i found it really funny that like one of the big complaints of the mandalorian this season was what is baby yoda doing here and i'm like what, what are you talking about he was in the yeah. book of fett. did you not watch the book of boba fett right yeah like me? No, some people didn't yeah i guess some people didn't but they were like media people and i was like are you just like trolling yeah like you really didn't see the book of Boba fett either like i don't know hmm. i don't know yeah. all right well we're going on a on a tangent because you, you yeah yeah well you, i mean I, I don't have a ton of to say about it sound the like you, you try to downgrade the rich no no or, i was saying that when if you're going to make a new yeah. Star Wars property, you kind of have to. You have a few touch points you got to reference. You either got to go with the Force side, or you got to go with the Empire versus the uh, Republic, or Empire versus Alliance. You know, and those are the those are the big overarching conflicts that you have to deal with. And I can't think off the top of my head a Star Wars show that doesn't, in some way, deal primarily with either the Force or that war. Yeah, but. But with Star Wars, Star Trek, and look, I, I probably enjoy Star Wars more. So I'm not saying this is like a reason to like Star Trek better, but Star Trek, they're just like fucking explorers. They can do anything. They, they can have military Star Trek shows. They can have Star Trek shows <laughs> more science-based. They, I mean, they've even done a comedy Star Wars show. Um, Star Wars? A Star Trek show. Are I you mean, talking about that Lower Deck series? Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know it's a it comedy. It was okay. It was weird. I, I watched it, and then I was like, it ended up just feeling like almost any other, it's kind of like, almost like, uh, you ever watched, uh, what's that Seth MacFarlane one? The Orville? The Orville. No, I never I never did watch that. Orville was good. The first couple episodes are kind of janky, because like, mm-hmm. they're trying to be funny, but like, by the time the end of season one, it just became like, classic Trek, and then the last season was great. Hmm. I don't even know if it's getting renewed or not, or if it is, it's going to be a while until they get made again. Right. Um, well, but I mean, that lower deck series, it was like, okay, but it just, in the end of the day, it was just like an animated Star Trek show with like yeah. looking characters. Like it, it really wasn't that funny. Like it, and like some of the stories were pretty serious. Like, yeah, it's a cartoon, but like, yeah, I feel like it. It was not what they were selling it as, like this wacky group of people that are in the lower decks, like haha, you know. Right. Well, I just think Star Trek has a lot of room to grow, and um, I don't. They can do older. They can do older timeline shows or newer time timeline shows. They just got a lot of room to work with. And I, I think that the Picard ending was a really good introduction to what probably would be a great show, which is the kids of the next generation doing their own show. Um, I mean, oh, okay. So the, the only next generation people, kids would be uh, Jack Crusher's, I think. Jack Crusher. George's um, daughter, maybe the other daughter too. Yep. But that's it. There were no other. Uh, no, that that's I mean, it. But that you woman would... who 
was one of the survivors of season one and two of Picard, that lady who was like addicted. Oh, yeah. And uh, Seven of Nine. Yeah. Well, Seven of Nine could do uh, be the captain of the new show. Uh, and then they could um, have Geordie's kids and Wesley Crusher on it. And that's your show. You know, then you introduce some new character. Uh, not Wesley Crusher, uh, Jack Crusher. Didn't I, I didn't um, watch, like I said, I didn't watch season one or two. I, I do kind of want to watch because doesn't Q show up a lot in it? Yes. And Wesley Crusher, I believe, shows up in an episode. If I'm He shows up right. in the end because there's that basically that girl who's basically like Data's daughter or like made from the same. Yeah. Supposedly, she plays a bunch of different characters as actress. And then, like, supposedly in the end of the show, that's why she's not in season three wesley crusher shows up and basically takes her away from the series yeah like hey we're i'm gonna pick you up and take you where the next right. generation <laughs> people sent me didn't they make him into like a queue or some bullshit he joined gosh i and look i'm only about half sure i'm right on this he of his own volition joined a group called like the travelers which were like interdimensional explorers or something yeah yeah. So yeah, he was basically a Q-ish person. Um, he doesn't look Q-ish. No, he's right. Uh, that would That's be funny. funny. He Q, doesn't look Q-ish. If Q in the new season of Picard was just literally a conspiracy theorist, and he was all like, <laughs> he's fucking around with Earthlings in the 20th century by sending a message for yeah he's the real Q. <laughs> he's Q. He's yeah, Q. That's funny actually. That would be it. really good. They should have done I mean, that. The funny thing is the guy who made Q QAnon or one of the people uh, that fucking the son of that creep yeah. who's also a creep too. I imagine he's a big nerd and he probably was like watched Star Trek and knows who Q is and it was just like oh, I'll just call QAnon. Right. <laughs> and the leader's Q. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be funny that'd be very funny well anyway it's um except it's a, it's <laughs> this will be a, a clumsy transition even more so now um it is good uh picard I, i'm glad i watched it um and we might be in for a while for any new shows to come out because there's a there's a writer's strike well before we get into that yeah what do you think of the I felt like the Borg was kind of just oh. like, that was my only complaint about the show is like, it felt like there was like a really awesome first four episodes with uh, that worked really well. Mm -hmm. Second four episodes were like, okay. It was like the middle of the show. And then the last four was like really when like the reunion started to amp right. up. And then like the last two episodes were just like a straight up like, hey, the gang's back. Uh, but then they like the whole acutest thing and like board queen being back uh, yeah i don't know it just felt kind of like uh the the uh star trek the the generation ship doing the millennium falcon and the board cube right uh, i would say i mean like they kind of got hemmed into it i think just because once they said we're going to do an all-out next generation like revival uh or reunion that's who you want those people to fight. The Borg. The Borg was like such a great villain. It was the best villain in Star Trek history, I think. I mean, I guess you can argue yeah. the Klingons to begin with, but um, the Borg was just so big. It was so like unique at the time. It was kind of uh, something new, and they had like it was a mix of like aliens and zombies, and um, 
so if you're going to get the gang back together, then you're going to want them to fight a classic villain. And I don't think, I don't think they could get away with not doing the Borg. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like that ended up being kind of shoved in me. Yeah. The point. And I almost feel like did they ruin the Borg for like future mm. potential series later on? Or maybe, I don't know, come up with a new villain? Yeah. I don't know. I think they could do I think they could do one. You know, I think they could do a Borg series again. Just different parts in the, the war, you know, where I don't know. I don't know. It, it was just such an iconic villain. They had to fight the Borg. No, that's fine. I mean, it makes sense with Next Generation, you know? It's like that was the villain yeah. of the series. It really was. Of, in the day. of that series, yeah. It eventually I mean, It was became... like the newest. I'm trying to think like you know, the original series has like Klingons, the, Romulans, yep. those guys with the little things on their head. Yeah, but the Klingons were the big ones. And yeah. um, uh, but by next generation, they were starting to become like not, I don't know, good guys, but like uh, easy, uh, unease alliance, I guess. I call well, them. and Worf was an officer, a Starfleet officer, yeah. so yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I liked him in this series, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, uh, I like Picard and everything, and I'm glad that uh, it was done in a way where it's like, eh, if I don't feel like watching those first two seasons, I don't need to. I, that's like that's the gist that I got from it, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna go watch these and see. Like I said, there was some. Yeah, like one of the main characters from the first two seasons was, was like blown up on a ship. Some yeah, looked like a samurai or a ninja. <laughs> like, the first two seasons are good, but to be honest, they're not super memorable. You can watch the third season without ever seeing the first two. Don't they go but... in the past in the second season? Yeah, well, that's when Q come gets involved. Um, I, I think you will enjoy season three more, having watched seasons one and two, but you certainly don't have to. I uh, like. I kind of just want to watch it for Q. I always like that character, uh, and that guy's great. I liked him when he showed up in Breaking Bad as uh, what's her uh, Jessica Ritter's. Oh yeah, he was the father, and then he found out right. like, the daughter after she dies from the drug overdose he's responsible for like the plane crash right that was such a good that season when they kept on showing you like the explode like a the stuff like exploded stuff in the pool and you're like guessing all season what the hell caused it and you find right planes colliding in midair because he was not paying attention i had forgotten about that you know that that's a good that's a good writing you know that's really yes and you that's know, a good important. transition. It's important <laughs> to have good writers on a show, right? Like, you know, people forget about that stuff. You know, they see the actors, they see the special effects. Yeah. They see, like, you know, all that stuff. But they forget that they need a good script. Yeah. A good movie. When was the last time there was a good movie, like a legitimately good movie that had? You ever hear those like stories of like big budget movies where like they're barely working off a script and like mm-hmm. like they're like literally like the script's not even finished and they, they got to work on it and everything like that. Yeah, movies are never good. They're never good. Yeah, not really. There's always something wrong with them. It's the movies that have a solid script to start with are the ones that are the most memorable. Like the idea, like 
all these jackasses that think that like, oh, I could just use chat GPT or whatever. Let me tell you, I used that once. Chat yeah. GPT. I, uh, someone recommended me as like a good way to like come up with like captions or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it and I'm typing it in and it's not really giving me anything. I'm like, at this point, I might as well just type it over myself. Yeah. I could write like things. I'm capable of doing it. Like if it gives me like a new word to use maybe, but like, you know, that's, I could find that on the internet somewhere. I, I just think like that shit's overrated. Anyone thinks that like chat GPT is going to replace script writers. Yeah. It's not insane. Those are people, the people are saying that are people who are not creative people. Creative people don't know that that's not how it works. That's not how yeah. it works. You know, it's not that mechanical. It's not that mechanical as you think it is. And if you think it's mechanical, it's because it's so well done that your mind can only process it as, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so gonna... well done that it, it tricks the mind to thinking like, oh, this could be, this is clearly like, uh, I don't know, whatever. The, I would say that like sometimes, and th- this is like probably my, it's not my best argument against AI writing or whatever, but like sometimes what makes something interesting is its imperfection you know what i mean like yeah like um watching like if you watch pulp fiction and the christopher walken character talking about shoving up keeping a watch up his ass you know the best scenes in the movie (laughs) it's a great scene but like ai wouldn't write it because it it shouldn't work that's not like if you tell ai hey write me a good scene about this like you would have to come up with like such unique instructions to produce that scene. Like Christopher Walken shouldn't really be talking at that, that point, way. You're already writing it. Right. You're exactly. Already giving, you're already plugging so much of fucking information. This is the kind of nonsense. And people have said this was the biggest fear of AI and everything. So basically there's an, uh, a writer strike going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it started yesterday on the second. Uh, kind of similar to what happened in 2008. I don't think people remember. It shut down. Yeah everything uh like things were shut down for a while and then talk shows came back but mm-hmm. they couldn't write scripts they would make these like lame jokes just kill time like i remember the like, one of the funniest things was the conan yeah daily show colbert did some weird thing with mike huckabee where they were the one mm. that pushed mike this was during the 2008 election and it was really funny, and it, and in the end, they shut up on one show and started beating each other up. I don't remember oh, what Lord. it was, either Conan or Daily Show, or whatever. And it was just like really funny, and it was like I don't know if this was like written. Uh, I remember Leno got in trouble during that because he was writing his own model. Yeah, because he's like he's a comedian; he could come up right. with his own jokes. But the problem is, like, dude, you have unions and shit; you can't do that. Yeah, I'm a funny guy. <laughs> It is a weird situation. I remember Conan did like one one bit where he just like twirled his wedding ring for five minutes. Yeah, you know because he had nothing else to do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I I hope the writers you know get compensated fairly, <laughs> and I hope the strike gets over quickly. Well, guess what? Um, Every project that was announced and happening anytime. Right, soon. that's the same. What happened? We had. I don't think people remember too. Two thousand ten was a bad year for movies. Yeah, that yeah. writer strike because they need to make movies. They had scripts laying around, but they could not change them. They couldn't alter them. 
Yeah, can't do like it, edits or revisions. There's movies that also were killed because of that right strike. There's that Justice League movie that um I forgot who made it. Um big name director. Was it the Fury the Mad Max Fury Road director? That guy? Well, that guy? What's his... Mad Max that... guy? Yeah, George Babe Babe Pigginson. What's his name? George something. George Foster? No. Not at all. Um, buddy, you have a computer? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. George Went from Cheers. George Miller. Oh. Is it? Let's see. Is that the director of that Mad Max Fury Road? Um, hold on. George Miller. Yeah, it was it's George Miller. So what I was saying was is that that got killed, that project, because mm-hmm. of that. There were projects that were killed. There was TV shows that will get canceled because studios will use it as an excuse to get, end it. They'd be like, eh, it's not performing as well anyway. And since we don't have the right, we can't write anything anyway. Let's just cancel the show. Um, That's what killed George Santos's opera, the Spider-Man one. <laughs> yeah. That he wrote with you, too. Yeah, yeah. George Santos, the, the <laughs> congressman from uh, Long Island. Yeah. Yep, that guy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did all that. He was like 12. Right. Uh, basically anyone that's taken the side of the ceos or di- dicks yeah come on i mean george what's his name george laszlo is that that guy's name yeah the mac discoveries the guy who's going to destroy the hbo max app in about mm. less than a couple weeks that guy that's makes awful. like 260 million a year he made, he's one of the highest paid ones. Like the yeah. Netflix CEO makes like 38 million. It's like, wow, right. that's poor <laughs> in comparison, you know? I mean, like these people are raking in millions of dollars and they don't want to pay writers. They want to turn these jobs into like minimum wage jobs. They're yeah. finding ways to screw over writers and other people in, uh, you know, careers and stuff like that. Screwing them over and collecting royalties by like pulling shows off the app. You yeah, know, like where George uh, where Zaslav pulled all those shows from HBO Max, that was all residuals. Now they don't have to pay. To yeah, pay. Uh, there's like it, it. So like the big in 2008, the writer strike was over like DVD sales and like upcoming mm, internet. Yeah, you're right. Streaming it, you know, like people don't realize that what a different animal we're in now. You know, this is like the problem with anytime there's new technology, there's always going to be a labor fight. Like one of the big problems too is like uh, electric cars. You know, they're starting to big, get big. Like, you know, all these companies now are getting in on it and they're doing, they're making product that is rivaling Tesla and stuff like that. But they're finding ways, all these companies now, they're finding ways to screw over the unions by claiming, well, this is a different product. Right. It doesn't follow the same rules. Mm-hmm. There, and the same thing that's going on here is like the same thing with streaming. Well, it's not the same thing as yeah. DVDs. It's not the same thing as TV ratings. You know, it's a it's a little more grittier. You know, like right. they, yeah. they, anytime there's like a new kind of technology, there's always like, how do we screw over labor? Yeah, for sure. You know, we were told that like all these advances, and this is what's going on with like AI is like, these studios are like, oh, well, I'll just get a, I'll just get AI to make the script for me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, you won't, buddy. That's not how it works. 
Yeah. Uh, I've worked with a lot of AI writing over the last couple months, and I, I know it sounds like a cop out, but it just doesn't have voice. You know, it doesn't it doesn't lay out ideas. Is it repetitive? Like, can you it's, tell, like, hey, your paper looks exactly the same as this other person's paper? No, I wouldn't yeah. say it's repetitive, but it's like, it, I, here's a couple things. One is it's like too perfect. You know, like it it aligns with exactly how an essay should be written, and so that spark of like. Like what makes good critical thinking is like, hey, this situation is like that situation. You, you make comparisons and it kind of lacks that. Um, the diction is really um, uh, complicated. Like you'll you'll see like pretty basic sentences alongside words that just like randomly use like a big complicated word. It's, it just feels off. Like there's a lot of things that make it feel off. Um, I think AI could definitely write like a Facebook post or an Instagram caption. I mean, like if you're only dealing with a sentence or two, then sure. But if you're talking about like a complicated argument that takes place over the course of 15 pages, I don't think AI is anywhere near there. I don't even think it's AI. I think it's like misleading to call it AI. This isn't AI. Like when you say to an AI machine, chat GPT, like, you know, create for me a story of like you know scott bayo raw dogging kevin sorbo um, <laughs> it kind of writes itself he, well the the computer's not gonna like think creatively of a story it's going to read multiple other short stories that are similar and start swapping out names and places and all of a sudden you know the name like carlos <laughs> is exchanged for sorbo and instead of Monterey, California, it takes place in like, you know. Somebody uh, told me like, hey, you should use ChatGPT to write your captions. It helped. It's helped me a lot with. This is what the person said. It, said it helped them a lot with coming up with hashtags and all that. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'll check it out. I went on the site, signed up. I'm like, I just want to see what this thing is. Yeah. And I was like writing stuff, and it did like, it was like, okay, I'm I'm pretty much writing all of it already. Right, yeah. Not really doing anything. Like it gave me like one word I haven't used yet on a hashtag. And the funny thing though is if you use hashtags correctly, especially mm-hmm. if you're on like a, a Instagram or TikTok, it normally will tell you like, hey, this has this hashtag you're using. Right, right. No one uses it. Like all you do is type in, let's say you type in the word monster. You'll get a whole bunch of different words under it. Monster will have like 10 million usage. Yeah, anything that gets weirder, it's like five thousand, or less than a hundred, and it's like you could like all this stuff could be done itself. Like ChatGPT, I could see yeah. use for whatever. I don't know, but for my purposes, I was like, I have write, I could write my own captions if I want. I've done it before. I could write sure. really long ones. I'm, I'm able to do very passionate captions. I don't don't need ChatGPT to do it. Like, um, will it help if I like? I just feel like. It's like the same thing with like the new app, using a new app. I'm like, the, it's there. I got to do all this new work now. Like, I yeah. think people are like confused thinking like, all I have to do is go on this AI thing and type this, this, and this, and it's done. No, it's a lot more than that. And it's, again, like you said, it's not really AI. Yeah. It's, like an, it's an algorithm. It is. It is. It's not art- artificial intelligence is like a computer sitting around on a desk and then decides it's going to paint something and it paints something new. What is man? What is right. man? Man, what does man? But like, this isn't, these, 
<laughs> these aren't um these aren't ai things these are like search results you know it's yeah like, it's, it's like a it's like a new, a new search result it's yeah jeans but like you know right probably a better but like that and the thing is though these jackasses though they see something like this like the up up higher ups and they're like mm-hmm. we could fire half the labor force now with this and it's like no, buddy, that's not how it works. It's like I said, I remember like when I worked at this one place years ago and yeah. walk, walk around with the sun. And he like, I mean, this was like back in like 2006 or whatever. And he goes up to me, I'm working, and he's like, You see this guy? He 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 just has to do like the computer does everything. I'm like, I just want to turn around and be like, Yeah, what are you talking about? Right. Computer's a <laughs> I remember all these assholes who were like comparing AI to uh, Photoshop. I remember that when I was posting hmm. like anti AI art images right. on Photoshop. I get those assholes like, it's a tool. You know, the same people said the same thing about Photoshop. Like, mm. Photoshop takes decades to master. Yeah. AI is literally just typing in prompts, it's not the same thing. Sorry, buddy. No. Yeah. Not even close. It, 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 it isn't. It, what? It isn't. It isn't the same. Um, so I don't. I mean, I know this is like only kind of like partly related to the writer's strike, but well, I yeah, saw... again, it's like it, it, it. But it is related a lot to it because I think you know it's a technology that's not 100 percent there yet, and they're already trying to like screw over writers. Mm, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely part of it. You know, like they see this as an opportunity to be able to come in and be and devalue people's work. You know, yeah. that's why I said any of these assholes who like attack me for like saying like, Oh, why are you against AIR? It's like, well, mm-hmm. how about I come to your fucking, whatever job you do, right? place you with like an insufficient robot. That, yeah. You know, like, how about I steal the food out of your mouth, asshole? How do you want me to respond to this? You know, I just, oh, I that's think... great. Oh, all those years of work and like thought put into it, and techniques, and trying to learn, and and and. But and you're then, gonna uh, have, I, I, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then you have some asshole who's like, I went on a mid journey and typed in <laughs> butterfly cat man. Right. Here's my painting, and it's like, dude, you didn't do shit. The internet. It went on the internet. It stole fragments from right. all over the place. That's why there's so many like paintings that I, like I see it. I'm like, it just looks like Alex Ross. Yeah, it looks like Alex Ross paintings except because they probably stole from him. Or the best thing you see like AR AI art with like photos. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just cobbling photos from Google and shit. It's like, yeah, it's it's not artificial intelligence, and I think that's like a big. I think it's real sloppy to to call it that um, just because it's, I don't know. it. It's not artificial intelligence. If you're good at using search engines, you can probably get it to do what you want it to do. But again, that takes skill on your part. Um, and you're going to get a product that's kind of, but not exactly good. Right? Well, again, it's like the whole, like, how do we get these amazing work of arts? It's like you're not gonna get that with AI. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Like, great scripts. You know, there's a you know, there's people who write great scripts because of some trauma they had in their life, you know? Right. Like, great stories, great art that's made from like past experiences that all AI could do is steal from like 
existing yeah. things, you know? And then you'll get somebody like, oh, there's only seven stories ever told. I mean, like, okay, that is like the most reduced version. It's pretty reductive, yeah. And, but, uh, sure, it would be awesome to have, like, Blue Velvet told in the style of Bill Keen. But that doesn't mean all in little circular panels, you know, just like a series right. of Family Circus. Uh, but it, it just I was like, wait, Bill King, oh, the Family Circus guy. Yeah, I like to see you know, when Billy runs around and like, uh, mommy runs around mommy. and they show like where he's going. Yeah. Yes. Mommy. Yeah, yeah. Baby um, wants to fuck. What is that the one? Yeah, baby says. DJ wants to fuck, man. Um, it's just, it's, it's like a, a not to over exaggerate it, but like, it's like a grotesque parody of what you were trying to create. You know, it's, it's just not there. It's not there yet, and I don't think it'll ever be there. To be honest with Again, you. Again, I just think it's like, you know, I hear up Spain, and they see this technology as an opportunity to like basically destroy labor. I mean, that's just a fact. And yeah. it's not there yet, really. So it's going to backfire on them and it will well, hurt their end product. But I don't know how long the strike, you know, someone, I saw one person post something about the strike and I said basically, like, well, let's strike in. It's up yeah. to the higher ups. It is. Um, Do you know the demands? Do you know what they want? I don't. I don't. I, I know for a while a lot of it did hinge on AI, um, but I don't. I, I don't know the specifics of it. I know that in general, if someone's on strike, I usually support them. Um, the only time I could imagine not supporting a strike is if, like, the Smith and Wesson workers went on. Yeah, you know, went on. I'd be like, oh, what do okay. the striking Hollywood writers want? A look at the demands. Increased pay. The guild is seeking higher compensation for writers across the board. Better residuals, staffing yeah. requirements, shorter exclusivity deals, assurance on AI. Well, yeah, that's why it was weird when, like, the remember they said, like, the Writers Guild was like okay with AI. That was like a couple months ago. And I was like, that doesn't sound like did AI write that? That seems <laughs> like that shit. Well, but I mean, residuals imagine... again, everyone, you gotta get those idiots who like. They always like, well, I'm not making this money. You know, yeah. it's like all these people who, like they go to the movies, they want, they buy all the products, they consume all this stuff, and then when it's like the creatives say anything, they shit on them. And I'm like, who do you think's making this stuff? That's making you go out and buy a backpack of this character. Yeah, like you could say, like, I mean, there's bad scripts, but that doesn't. Oh, sure. That doesn't take away from the good scripts that are out there, you know. It's like for every go ahead. What I just I think I mean part of me thinks that oh I I guess I don't want to go all the way down that road. Like if if enough if AI starts producing work, I'm just gonna use like academic papers because that's what I'm familiar with. I've I've read some academic papers that I thought were clearly written by AI. And they have a style and, and you can tell it's different. And if enough people start doing that, then, then the next generation or the next group of people that come along will start looking at these papers and think that's how it's supposed to be written. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if you have AI generating art or AI generating scripts, it will not be good. But if they push it down our throats, if they keep doing it, 
then I think we will adapt and start mimicking it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's that's just like a really scary future, I think. I mean, not to be like too serious about it, but um, what if what if like what if you started doing AI art, and then everyone else started copying that or being influenced by it, and then like in a generation or so, it's like, well, what, where are we? What is what is going on? Well, you know, I, I I would post art and for years, and I would see Instagram, and I would see people who were following me who were literally just taking my style, like yeah, right, things in a similar aspect, and you know, that, that's just going to happen regardless of AI right. or not, but. Like I said, this is just a labor thing. This is just like, you know, a bunch of greedy fucking people who, in the end of the day, it's, and this is just, a, labor is, I mean, this is, it goes back to the beginning of man. I mean, like. Yeah. And if you, you have AI write your script, you only you know, have that to was like, at the end of the day, it's like, the labor rights are, you know, that's what like the Civil War was about. I mean, it was about like. Hey, you're not even human. Like we're yeah. as like, how could you have labor rights in a country when you had slaves? Yeah. You wouldn't have the unions and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like that brings everyone down. Like that's a good point. You know, it's like that's why they always say like you when a union succeeds, anyone who's a worker at any place wins. Yeah, that, that's a win for you, buddy. Like it may not you may not understand that yet, but down the road. You're going to all of a sudden wake up and be like, you're getting a dollar extra a month, even though you're not in the union, because mm-hmm. the standards were completely changed. Unions or like, well, you're and not you just may find your, you may find your conditions better because the, the owner read about someone else going on strike and it's like, I don't want that to happen to here. You know, yeah. I want to, or they, it also makes things more competitive. Mm-hmm. I would love that when they claim that, like, uh, like, um, you know, with capitalism, like, the end, the worst results of capitalism when it's a monopoly. That's mm-hmm. not good for anyone. That's not good for anyone. And that's why I said, like, the they, you know, you get these greedy people who are like, how can we basically turn writing scripts and everything into literally a minimum wage job? Mm. Oh, look, AI hey, could do your job. Why do I need, you know, it's like those jackasses who are like, oh, what you do is punch in a number for cheeseburger at McDonald's. Yeah, you, know, you get to find the counter and do my fucking job. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's what like then you get that idiot to go behind the counter and they would have a panic attack by the end before lunchtime, you know? Yeah. It's like they everyone wants to like reduce people's labor, and that's the other reason why like the AI thing is a problem. Because it's yeah. like I said, anyone who's like like who like dicks to me were like, How dare you get mad about this? What are you, some kind of loot Like again, how about mm. I come to where you work or whatever? And literally take your job away from you. Risk yeah. your, you know, have your job literally be taken away from you because of some technology, even if it, right, or you start losing, you don't get a raise ever again or a bonus ever again because they're like, well, well you know, I could just replace you with the computer. Ha <laughs> ha You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, you see those idiots who like cheer on like. Whenever like see a fast food place and they're using robots right. or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, you want a fifteen dollar minimum wage?" Is what happens. Like, no, that was going to happen anyway. With the fifteen dollar minimum wage, it actually would probably put in laws, or whatever, that would prevent yeah the place from putting in a robot. God, <laughs> I I uh, so we'll see what happens. But a lot of projects that 
will be delayed months. Yeah, yeah, sadly. Some projects might not even happen now. You will see anything that was like maybe in a script stage or whatever. They'll just move on. That happens mm-hmm. all the time. Like, you know, um, so we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. But expect if this thing keeps coming up, 2024 is going to be a shit year for uh, media. True. Yeah, I think it was heading that way, and this just sort of accelerates it. Well, what do you mean it was heading that way? Uh, it being a shit year for media. Like, Why? Why was it going to be a shit year for media? Well, with <laughs> with with like, uh, well, problems with like Twitter. You know, just I'm not talking about. To... I'm talking about movies and TV shows. In oh, general. I'm talking about entertainment. I'm not talking. Okay, about... I. I met, thought you meant like media as a whole. No, um, I meant yeah. This was supposed to be a pretty good year for for that for entertainment media. Yeah, I'm saying that this is gonna completely. If this strike keeps going, 2024 is gonna be a terrible year for movies and TV. Yeah, true. That is yeah. Mm. You know, most normal thinking actors will back the unions because, well, again, you know, when it comes to residuals and all that, like. There's a connected tissue. Yeah. You know, they actors and they get residuals too. Man, I would love to get that. <laughs> yeah, I'd want in on that. Um, trying, I always, you always hear those stories about residuals, but then like the fact is like I got 30 checks in the mail for 45 cents. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then you know, depending on what it is and everything. I used to have a lot of Walmart stock. And I sold it when we moved out here, but the the quirk of how I sold it, I used to have the dividends reinvested into my portfolio. So as it turns out, I cashed out my stock with a small amount of dividends added like the following day. So now a couple times a year, I get a check from Walmart with my dividends and it's for anywhere between a penny and five cents. <laughs> a check generated. I will for the rest of my life. Um, so it totals like fifteen cents a year or something. But um, I you routine- better put that in with your taxes, dude. Well, I routinely deposit these checks. My wife always makes fun of me that I deposit like a check for two cents. But fuck if I'm leaving that in Walmart's coffers. Oh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that power of the people, buddy. Anyway, yeah, my. As a Walmart investor, I <laughs> have been leading a silent rebellion. A um, silent rebellion. Yeah. We will yeah. not be sad. The penny, the penny stock. <laughs> the penny savers. <laughs> um, all right. So uh what do what do you want? Do you want to go on to um the White House dinner, the correspondence dinner? So wait, do you think like if this keeps up, we're just gonna get like a shit ton more reality TV? Yeah, I think um yeah, but even reality TV has writers. Yeah, but know? they don't, they're not SAG. See, that's that's why you always oh, find out yeah. production companies and stuff like that. And they always are run by like right wingers and stuff because they don't have to deal with union, the same kind of union. Right. Deal. Yeah. No, there's no writers. The editor does like all the work, but there's like no there's no writers for these. They they don't follow like a lot of SAG rules, some of these shows. Like well, my guess is that we're gonna see a lot more South Korean content on Netflix. Than even, than even more even than to. even yeah. more because it's like literally that's like majority of Netflix has been which I'm um, not complaining and stuff's been good I just yeah. like it's funny like the Netflix does give a lot of 
lot of South Korea, some Germany. I've even watched Thailand some, a lot lately. I've, I've watched a couple of series. I, maybe it was on Hulu, but that were in from India. One was a, a story of a couple, like a, I forget the name of it, but it was like a young couple and the story of their relationship. Um, trying to think of what it would be like. It was like an American, um, like an Indian, not friends, but in that ballpark, you know, like. But it's made in India? Yeah, but it's made in India, filmed in India, shot in India. Um, it's, I think, in Indian. Uh, I forget what, I, I don't know the name of the language. Like, it, it's some, it's the native language, and I think they dub it. Um, and we watched another show about, like, a marriage uh, anyway, I, they might places like Netflix and Hulu might just start featuring a lot of overseas content. You know, I mean, they already were anyway. Yeah, but they might ramp it up, and I don't, I don't know. I think I don't know. Well, I'm wondering if like these rules, like SAG stuff, like is that just America? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, hopefully this doesn't last long because. Um, you know, I really need to know what happens next in the Marvel movie thing. And I, well, want... yeah, as much as I love uh, shows from other parts of the world, which I genuinely do, um, America, um, look, I'm American. I grew up in America. You know, not to get jingo xenophobic and jingo. The shows about uh, America uh, are going to resonate with me. Duck uh, Dynasty, Honey <laughs> Boo Boo. Yep. Duck Tales. Um, what? Ducktales. Yep, Ducktales. Um, <laughs> really speaks to the American naked experience. And afraid. Yes. Well, that's Australian, isn't it? Or something. I have fucking no clue. I never seen it. My four hundred pound like, realtor. When I was working at this licensing company, and because Duck Dynasty was such a huge hit mm-hmm. um, at the time, for like ten minutes, it was like this right. massive show, and then it started to die down, and like the dad said something like insanely homophobic right i was like oh i oh, can't believe this guy said that right. this like insane right-wing christian uh i can't believe this family of bayou swamp mutants said something offensive. they're not though that do you remember they were complete fake they were like there was pictures of the sons they were like they were like rich people they were like uh, i never LARPing. Yeah. they were larping the entire time that's funny there's like photos of the sons and they're like in prep gear and shit is like, there a name for that is that like Cracker face or something or what is cracker that? Cracker face. Tread. <laughs> Fresh face. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, there is a word for that though, like a fake hillbilly or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's got to be a word for that. Larping's probably the the best True. word to use. That doesn't, you know, like with Kid Rock, they say he's a larper, you know, because he's like. Right. A little, yeah, that whole Duck Dynasty was bullshit. They were all like, they made him sound like they were all like. Wow, we could have discovered a well in the back, and that's what we made right. our money. Yeah. And I was like, nah, dude, it's fake as fuck. They're Gonna rich. Pack up our bags and move to Beverly. <laughs> uh, the sons all grew beards and shit. Like, yeah. all fake, dude. Hmm. So, get out. Well, because of that, I remember like they started pushing, like, like they would sign up, like, we got to get these other shows because, and I'm like, why? You know, the re- Duck Dynasty's the hit. You don't, right. you got to go find the next hit. You don't just gobble up 12 other reality shows that are not marketable. Like, Duck Dynasty's the hit. You know, you, right. you, you can go find a different. I used to, I used to always drive me nuts for licensing, but whatever. We'll call it lightning in a bottle with those duck boys. Well, it's like anything. It's like Angry Birds was the huge hit. Yeah. 
for years. It was the biggest thing. And there were a couple of like stragos that did okay, but nothing to that. And if you didn't get that, I could see companies being like, oh, look at ice mm-hmm. penguins. It's like, no one gives a fuck about ice penguins. It's like, right. you might sell one shirt. Like, you got to go find the next thing. But and I remember Naked and Afraid was like one of the things. We got like this packet of different uh, reality shows or whatever. Yeah. Naked Afraid was one of them. Like, wait, you really think you're going to make a clothing line based on Naked and Afraid? Yeah. Like, it's like one shirt, maybe like a gag shirt. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Why would anyone want to wear that? <laughs> Why did anyone want Dynasty? Like, I never understood that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, Duck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, if the writer strikes keep going on, expect a lot of bullshit reality shows, a lot of fun yeah. content. Um, you know, if you're wondering why, like, the DCU movies haven't come out yet, mm-hmm. well, this ain't helping it. Right. What happened to the Kang saga? Well, you might want to talk well, to yeah. John the Major's lawyers. <laughs> I'm wondering about that. That one, well, he's in Loki season two, but a bunch of mm-hmm. shit's come out about this guy. I really don't, I don't know. Like, great actor, but supposedly this guy's like highly. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds bad. I, I, I've like, read. You know, he's, he's on, he's like going to be one of the most highest paid Marvel actors. Like, supposedly he's up to making like 20 million for Kang Dynasty. Jeez. But yeah. like, that shit. They should just this out. They should replace him with John Boyega. Yeah, no, that would be. I could see if he'd be willing to work for, for Disney. Um, I'm sure he would. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know. But look, they're what are they gonna do? They're gonna go to the hey, uh, it worked out for Ezra Miller. The Flash was a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. I, this might. I don't know what this guy might do. Might be worse. I have no idea. Yeah, I think with Ezra Miller, you have the notion, or you have the kind of like sinking suspicion that he he might just be pretty unwell. You know what I mean? Like he he might, you know, pull out of this full treatment or whatever. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, Jonathan Major stuff seems more sinister. You know, I don't know. know. Uh, We'll see what happens there. But I guess it won't matter because if that writer's strike continues, it won't matter. We won't be seeing anything. I mean, whatever is like is not anything that has not gone into production yet or has a finished script is Mm -hmm. basically done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to get some wonky movies next year because they couldn't do rewrites or anything or right like i remember that there was some bad movies released in like the end of 2009 and 10 it was just like i try i try I, you know, like a lot of them were like unmemorable because they were just mm-hmm. it was a bad bad years for content yeah yeah okay well <laughs> speaking of content that was right? funny yeah the white house correspondence center so you, do you watch the whole thing from the beginning where people just sit at the table? You really? You watch the stuff where it's just people, they're just talking? I fast forward that I, shit. Well, yeah, I had it on and I was playing a game. I have a Switch that I can hold uh, separate from the TV. 
So <laughs> I, I was not watching it all. Shit, right to when the person announces Biden's coming on stage, and yeah. then I fast forward it to usually though the um the guest host or whatever is mm-hmm. right after the president. Yeah. But I always find it sometimes like especially with though under the Obama years. And even so far with this one, I think even last year was pretty good. I'm trying to remember who the comedian was last year. Who um, was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, Are you looking at that? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I remember last year's being good. I remember it was refreshing because Trump had like kind of canceled. Trevor Noah last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because Trevor Noah then like left the Daily Show. Right. People are like saying like they should just make Roy Wood Jr. Like they had like a bunch of guest hosts on. They haven't confirmed. They're like, just give it to him, man. He's good. Yeah. Roy Wood Jr. would be good for that show. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have any problem with that. So, but the one thing always is that like the, 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 the delivery or what they're writing the president is always like just funnier because it's coming out like of the president's mouth. Like Obama, yeah. was like Obama was so good at delivering jokes and shit. Like that, he was, was yeah, fucking trash Trump. So he had good timing. Yeah, like Obama, uh, Biden's good too. It's not as uh, it's not as good as Obama was, but, right? But Biden's still really good. And like some of the jokes he said were like, uh, what did he? He said one that was pretty funny about. Well, he said something about his age. Like, or people were saying something like that, and he's like. No one's saying anything about Trump, who's like right. 78. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like he had some jokes about his age. Biden's good because he can he can take a joke. I think it's one of the reasons Biden's good. Um well, and so he came out, he did some jokes and everything like that. I'm glad that he had no problem making fun of people. He made fun mm-hmm. of DeSantis with the whole Disney thing. That was really yeah. fun. He made fun of I think he did make fun of Marge Taylor Green, right? Yep. Pretty sure he did. He made fun of Trump. I don't think he want to talk too much about him though, which is probably a good idea. Yeah, I agree. I feel like with Trump, you got like there's like lawyer shit involved. <laughs> well, also like the, when, the idea this guy could run is insane. The guy's a fucking criminal on some yeah. level. Absolutely blows my mind. I saw a poll the other day where like Biden would beat him like in almost every state. It's really remarkable. I don't believe that, but I think mm. it would definitely. I unless something really fishy happened. Hmm. I could, he would clobber Trump. Like, that's just the fact. Like, people, people are sick of Trump. I, I don't believe that there, the amount of people that like him, the number, those numbers are dwindling. Like I said, you know what? Fucking a middle, a middle act band can come to a, a fucking county fair and 10,000 people will watch it. It doesn't yeah, mean true. That, that band's selling out albums. Doesn't mean that right. band's being invited on anything. You know, Trump's like, oh, I went to this. Thing. yeah and then they put the camera on it and it's like not that many people actually maybe it's like a thousand at most mm-hmm. like his base is narrowed like it's just gonna keep narrowing yeah but it'll uh, always be there and it'll be an outsized part of the republican electorate that'll be the tricky part for people running against him the I don't know. I'm trying to think like what it was like. I haven't seen, I didn't see it the past couple. It was like a week ago or so. I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like if there was anything like that stood out, but I need to put on the dark Brandon glasses in the end. That was kind of funny. That was great. I'd say, you know what? Anyone that shits on that, like 
no, that stuff's great. You need that energy. Like that's oh, like yeah. shit that like gets people excited about voting for Biden because that Trump has that shit. Cause he, especially in 2016, he had it. I don't know about mm-hmm. that where he became like a meme. Well, dark Brandon's a meme. You need that. You shouldn't shit on that. Like, no. I'm sorry. If you think that like, that is stupid or whatever well i mean that's your opinion but from like understanding like how to make something look cool or interesting in any way that's well it shows that biden's in on the joke you know that's i think that's ultimately it is that like you don't want people to call him brandon him not getting it or him to complain about it and say he doesn't under his name isn't brandon why do people call him that you know you want him to be in on the joke and he's uh he took it over like you don't yeah. even hear the the Brandon. Let's go Brandon anymore. No. You dark Brandon. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I I saw a lawsuit uh, the other day. Some kids, the school told them they couldn't wear a Let's Go Brandon T-shirt, and so they sued the school. Um, but you're right. For the most part, it's you, you don't hear that anymore. It's just dark Brandon. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And he puts on the glasses. It's funny. It's really funny. It's it, regardless of what you think of him, it's funny. Like, that's just a fact. Like, um, again, there's like, I'm sorry, there's something to be said. Like, Trump of refused to do the White House Correspondents Dinner. Yeah. He had no representation there. He only had Huckabee one year. She couldn't handle yep. one little joke about her eyeshadow or something. <laughs> yeah. Acted like the biggest baby about it. And she never went there. No one, I don't think any representative of the Trump administration ever showed up again. And yeah, I don't think so either. What? I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, you know, you know, some people could look at it as like, okay, you can look at the White House Correspondents Dinner and say, okay, well, like it's funny and there's some funny jokes in there and there's some good truthful jest that gets thrown out there. I think there's some really great stuff that usually comes out of it. Stuff that normally doesn't get said. Mm -hmm. It ends up being like like really good political points, like political norms that like kind of get exposed and everything. And so you could say like, oh, Trump's not doing it because, you know, he knows it's all bullshit. No, it's that he's not funny. He can't mm-hmm. take a joke. He hates the press. He hates, he he doesn't want to be criticized. He doesn't want to look weak in any way whatsoever. Like when George W. Bush went on stage that year with Colbert, that Colbert yeah. response dinner is legendary. It yeah, is, that was great. He ripped him apart on stage and it was so fucking funny like what was that like he said like you know some people are saying that uh the, that they are shuffling the decks they're mm-hmm. shuffling the deck on the titanic when it comes to the george w. bush administration and i say they're wrong they're shuffling the decks on the hindenburg <laughs> right it's so good like that was so good and the fact but even bush played along though like, at least he was there. Right. Trump was such a fucking baby. But I also feel like, again, why do I feel like, like, there's so many shady things about him. Like, oh, he's a pawn of foreign adversaries. He's, yeah. I mean, look at him. He's he's eroding, like, political norms. He's eroding, and not in a good way. Like, he's mm. breaking down, like, like the White House Correspondent Center is like a, you know, it's it's a thing they do. And, and the fact that he refused to do it, to me, it says like, a lot. Yeah, I think it says a lot on many levels. I say, like, one, he has no sense of humor at all, mm-hmm. which is true. And I think there's other things involved too. Yeah, 
Well, this is not an administration for the people. It's not an administration for they're going to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I think that's true. Um, I think it's sad, but true. Not in a good way either. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, what what else? What do you? Th- what else do you think about the the dinner? I think the well, I don't. I, like I said, I just watched the the uh, the the main five, part of the and, yeah and the, with the guests and Roy Wood Junior was good. I like that he brought up Roy Wood Junior was good. What I liked about him was he had jokes. But I was I also like that he like brought up like really important things. I guess his father is like was a famous black mm. uh, journalist or something for like part of the civil rights movement or something. I don't know. There's some like uh I didn't know this about him, so I thought that was kind of cool. You know? Yeah. Nepo baby. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> another another nepotism. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I was um I was reading stories about the strike, which I know we talked about last, and a mom scriptwriter was talking about how happy she was that her daughter joined her on the strike because uh, she is also a writer. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. Two Hollywood writers in the same house. Like, what, what are the odds of that happening? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that nepotism stuff drives me nuts. Um, so he, I like that he brought up the thing about the paywall. He said, mm. like, how there's too many important articles that are behind paywall and people don't get it. And he said how conspiracy theories are free. Mm. And that's the problem. True. We're not doing our job as reporters. Like, I understand. He said, I'm not like getting his 100% right what he said, but he basically, yeah. it, I recommend you guys listen to this. Basically, he said, like, um, you know, it's important information is not getting out because it's behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. But know that conspiracy theories are always be free. Like, and that's true. You know, it's like, Elon getting on Twitter and spreading like misinformation on there. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a fucking self-centered billionaire. Of course, you know, it's like, you think he has your, you think he has your best, uh, like, does he think he gives a fuck about you in any way whatsoever? Mm. Yeah. I don't think so. Your best interest in heart. I mean, so mm. I, I don't know. He brought some good points about like, um, I thought that was like a really important thing. Like, yeah. uh, there's so much misinformation out there, and that the fact, like, it's funny. You send me articles sometimes, and I'm like, I can't read it. Yeah. yeah. How they do you will. send it? You send it to me though. Then after, like, you're like, oh, hold on. And then you send it to me. How are you sending it to me if it's behind a paywall? Um. Well, I I have some some subscriptions, so it could be that I'm just using my subscription. Usually, they give you like the first ten for free. So if I send you like a Washington Post article, I'm just kind of hoping that you haven't read more than 10 articles and can read it. Well, the good thing is I can't read. So this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Like I have mixed feelings about it. But like if you let's say the Washington Post publishes an article. For the first few hours, you can't read it like online. But after like a day. If you remember, like, hey, I really wanted to read that article about like Zoe Zephyr or whatever, you can go on Google and look at the cached version for free. Yeah, but that's not good because again, it's cheating. News, yeah. In, well, the news needs to be available when something happens. And if there's like a important story or whatever, yeah. I get it. Companies have to make money. You yeah. Know, and I, you got to pay your reporters. And yeah, it makes sense, but there has to be some way to get. A story out that's important. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Easier said than done, but um, 
Yeah. No, you're right. Well, There's got to be a better way to do it. I know we're kind of off track on that. Uh, but I guess it's uh, about the yeah. press. I mean, it was but, funny. It, I'm trying to think if there was like anything super memorable. I think the funnier jokes were really, I guess I always feel like the president, whenever they give like a joke to them, it's just funnier when it's coming. Yeah. Like I said, that joke he made about Elon Musk was really funny about him. He's like, yeah, you want to get rid of NPR? Have Elon Musk fire. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> and then he said, like, I'm not kidding. Right. <laughs> I thought that was even great. Yeah. All right. Well, so you don't remember anything else? There was no bits that stand out? No. Uh, no, I mean, the, the Dark reading? Brandon thing was the highlight for me. Oh, um, the, fo- the Fox thing. Oh, yeah. He made the joke about he was talking about NBC's uh, owned by this company, and then he said Dominion owns Fox, Fox is owned by Dominion. Yeah, that was good. Fox shit is like uh, uh, maybe just veer off the. We didn't we didn't have Fox on the list, but you know, the ratings went down like oh big yeah right? big like a lot with Tucker being gone, mm-hmm. but like more shit came out about him. I guess like more like leaks yeah. Of, text messages and shit yeah there's did you see that fucking video tucker put out uh that weird video he yeah a couple days ago yeah yeah i did it reminded me of like when kevin spacey would put out those weird videos where he his character from um what was that um house of cards yeah house of cards he'd be like in his kitchen and he'd be doing his character but it was completely unsanctioned and it was just like really weird and creepy yeah. and that's kind of like the vibe i got from the tucker thing i would yeah that's a good i think it's a similar vibe i um, will say though the again you know people are, oh, he's gonna be back he's gonna be no 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 i don't I think this time i think and the thing is he might have it in a contract or whatever with foxworth he can't go on anything for like two years. Like he maybe mm. can make guest appearances, but he probably can't have a show for like a year or two. Hmm. Sometimes if there's like a payout, like that's what happened with yeah. like Conan, Conan and um when he was let go, uh they they took the tonight show away from him. Right. Contract. I mean, he made a ton of money, but he could not do anything for a year, basically. Oh, he went on like a tour, but he you know, he had like they announced like a TBS show, but he couldn't do it for like a year. And let me tell you. Mm-hmm. smart on nbc's part because let's say tbs hired him uh immediately that show would have been huge ratings true right yeah. out the gate just because of everything that happened it would have just hurt it by nbc putting in like no you can't do anything for a year it totally diffuses the fandom mm-hmm. and the sense of like i need to watch this i need to see what conan says tonight you know and the tucker thing who knows but like i said he will not have a moderate or whatever source to go on anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that is a skill to like collect the best sources. Um, no, that, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. I said he will not be able to go on a network where he could be perceived as a moderate. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I follow you. I, Anything he's going to go on is going to be an extreme right wing network. And it'll just narrow his his grasp, basically. Well, he had that quote in that tweet or that text that got released today. Like, that's not the how white, white men fight. I mean, it was yeah, just like, it was like so... a video or something. And he said something incredibly racist about, yeah, like, yeah. It oh, was... of course, Fox, uh, Fox already has a uh, what's his face? They claim he's probably gonna be the next uh, Tucker, that evil mm-hmm. great Brady guy. What's his name? Oh, 
well, is it Gutfeld or? It's not Gutfeld. It's, that, it's the other guy, then Jesse Walters or yeah, something. Jesse, yeah, yeah, he's he went on a show and he said something incredibly racist. He had a, I don't know if it's his show or he was guesting on a show, and he said that he started like um, a family like going through garbage or whatever to me, and it's like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, mm. they were clearly uh, uh, illegals. He said, uh, and, and you could tell, <laughs> okay, you could tell sure. they're illegal. Right. What? A short. All right. <laughs> uh, he he's a uh, good job, Fox. He never learned. Mm. That's fine. I mean, that again, Tucker didn't get fired for being racist. Let's let's not pretend here. Yeah. If if you get fired on Fox for being racist, it's not because you're racist. Big ghost because town, you yeah. weren't enough racist. You were you weren't racist enough. <laughs> That's why they would fire you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Did you hear about Abbott though? Speaking of uh when, hmm. so there was like a shooting or something recently, and he put out this like insane. He said like this, like he puts out a thing saying, like, I'm putting out a bounty for the killing of five. Oh people. yeah. Or something like that. It was just like people were like, why does he have to say it like that? And one of the people was a born citizen of the United States. Yeah. It was really gr- gruesome. Um, I don't know why. I mean, like, I know the cruelty is the point with them, and I think that's probably the simple answer. Um, it's just, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, it um, is. That guy's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. Oof. All right. Oh. Well, speaking of disgusting, this is mm-hmm. Greg, Ab- if you think Greg Abbott's gross, well, mm-hmm. worry, because old pudding fingers will always yeah. come in and uh, with his meatballs meatball run um walking meatball on white boots he is i saw a funny picture today of um a house on top of it was like wizard of oz but it was uh his white boots out from under the house that's funny and uh mickey mouse was the one kind of looking over him um yeah ron DeSantis is um plummeting in the polls and uh, you know, it's for a bunch of different reasons. His battle with Disney, he's really like hammering away at gay and lesbian, like just like even not even trans persons anymore, like just regular gay and regular, like gay and lesbian people. He's just targeting them relentlessly. He's overhauling a lot of the colleges. He's firing all the diversity, uh, equity and inclusion staff. Um, and it's all kind of like backfiring on him. And the uh, donors have stopped donating to him. And they say it's mostly because of the six-week six abortion ban. They just don't think, you said before we started recording, that they don't really care about that. I agree that they don't care. I don't think they give a fuck about that. I mean, I, I do for spying. this reason. If Look, if he could get away with banning abortion in total, they would I don't think care. the donors give a shit. I think the, the some voters might. I think the donors care because they've seen what happened in Kansas. They don't want to sink a bunch of money into a guy that can't win. Well, I okay, yeah, I don't see it like it's not a moral reason. No, no, they don't give a fuck about any of that. That's why I meant. I know what you're saying, and maybe we're just thinking about two different things. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't think they don't give a fuck about the abortion thing. It's like he's going too far, right? It's like how you you know again. I don't know, like Republicans, especially with Trump, played this game where, and I, like I said, it really started under the Bush years. Like, you don't have to like pretend to be a moderate anymore. You don't have to. You can just keep mm. going 
further and further to the right. But I feel like with Trump, it became like a cartoon. And DeSantis just took that to Tom and was like, I can make it even crazier. And it's like, you know, like you said, all these people are against these things and somehow they keep voting for him for some reason. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, guns are not as popular as people think they are. People right. want gun regulations. People want abortions. People want, you know, they don't, they, I don't know. I can see, and I think with Trump being in the picture still, that's another reason why he's losing donors because yeah. he cannot, he's won that bizarre uh, last week when he was in Japan or whatever and yeah. he did something and his like head almost came off his shoulders. He just looked like a maniac. He did. He looked unhinged. Um, but honestly, Meatball Ron looks unhinged. They all they all kind of look unhinged. He went on the that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the Sanders. Oh, I thought you were talking about Trump. No, no? DeSantis was in Japan last Oh, yeah, his his uh question. Looney and Tunes. He was like, wow, like, are you entering the presidential race? And his head yeah. started wobbling, it looked crazy. But like, and again, he's doing this bizarre tour where he's going to different countries. Yep, and it hasn't helped him at all. Oh no, like what are you doing here? If you anything, it's worked against him. What? If anything, it's worked against him because Florida's had like flooding and some really bad things. He's over there like touring Big Ben or something. And he's like, oh, my solution to Florida, uh, I'm going to put a prison next to Disney. I guess the other thing is he's kind of fucked with that old Disney lawsuit. I guess he put out a book. Yeah. The book basically brags about how he's going after Disney. I mean, like, Disney basically is like, you know what? We're good on discovery. We're just going to read two excerpts from his book. And that's pretty effective. Um, It's hard to say how far. What are they suing him for exactly, though? Disney is suing because they're saying that. No, like, what are they suing him? Like, what are they going to get? Well, attorney's fees, uh, for starters. But they're suing to have that legislation be declared null and void I, I believe yeah so they would say um yeah they would just invalidate it you know it'd be declared unconstitutional i mean it just makes him look stupid and no matter what the results are in the end. it really does it's and, and so so many legitimate things are happening all over and in every 50 states in each 50 state but um florida's got like significant problems They've got like property insurance markets that are out of control. They have environmental damage that needs addressing. The city of Miami floods every time it rains. They got to figure out how they're going to fix that. Yeah, that that was scary. I saw that, a video long ago of that. That was pretty frightening. Another big hurricane could come at any time. There's just so much shit that needs to get done in Florida. Teachers can't afford homes because property values are crazy. That... With all of that going on, why why are you so focused on Mickey Mouse? He, like, and then the he uh, he's trying. He announced like he wants to like lower the gun age to eighteen, and he claims, "Well, I was in the military. You had, you could use a gun at 18. I'm Like, it's not the military. Mm. It's not no. the same. Don't jack off another wannabe Kyle Rittenhouse is not the military. Yeah, pick me up at eleven. That's that's not. and it's like i don't know it's just like it's just like who who is he appeasing who likes this shit you know i mean i know there's like clearly a a group of people who love this shit but like it's a small group though i have to think right i mean like do people really want 18 year olds have access to guns Mm. like look at other states it's clearly not 
I don't know. I, I just think that's fucking stupid. And and it's like weird. After like everything that's been going on, mm-hmm. and like him like sneaking in that uh open permit too. So you made it open permit and now yeah. you're going to allow 18 year olds. Did you see that well, speaking of open permit? Did you see that story recently? It was like in Houston where mm-hmm. a guy was on a date and he like literally like the Parking, he went on a date and he told his like girl or whatever, yeah, uh, I need to go take care of something. I'll be back. He went back to the parking lot because he, I guess, he parked somewhere and yeah. I guess the parking lot might have been a scam or whatever. And he pulled out his gun and sh- killed the guy. Dead. Oh my god, thought so you can see the pictures of him going on this date. I don't know what happened to him, I don't know if he went to jail, but he fucking killed the person for what was like a $40 scam. Oh my god. Mm. And the the guy just did it so nonchalantly. He did it like in between, like telling it, like oh, I'll be back, and then he went back yeah. to the state, like nothing happened. You're a fucking mm-hmm. sociopath. This guy yeah. has access. I mean, he has access to weapons. He's using. Oh them. yeah. Like as yeah. you, like you're some fucking, like you're in the wild west or some bullshit, and you're like you you insulted my honor. <laughs> like what? Yeah. It's uh, scary shit. It's very scary. Yeah. And it's just, it's accelerating. It's getting more scary, you know? And like, so like fucking pudding man, like doing that shit is this, it's like, what is this for at this point? Like who, who's going to benefit except for psychos who can go get a gun that like 18 year old fo- eight channer can go get <laughs> a gun now and like fulfill that. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Um, Jeez, that's terrifying. A small, yeah. Oof. Um, well, you said, uh, I know, like in the polls, he's like really low, especially when it goes against Trump. He's like, yeah, 60% yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I hope he, com- he completely implodes. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. I guess I do too. Um, I don't know. I know. I, I think he will continue to implode. I can't see a path forward for him. He's Again, drawn, it's, go ahead, sorry. No, he's just drawn lines so starkly that even in a primary, I think a good chunk of these people will be like, "Look, I I love this, but it's not. It won't. He can't implement it. You don't have to you worry know? about me getting sued by Disney, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a low bar, huh? Again, it's like the weirdest thing. It's like, why would you? Like Disney's got to be like the main one of the main. I'm sorry, if there's a top five for what? Oh yeah, Florida, Disney definitely falls in that. And that's I a giant category. Number three, two, or one easily. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Did you see that shit that came out about him being a though the JAG officer thing where he was in Guantanamo? He was asking like a question about it. And, he lost uh, his shit. I, yeah, he lost his shit. Like people remembered him. Like well, that's tortured. Remembered him being there. Yeah, and it couldn't have been good. I mean, nothing good happened in Guantanamo. No, you're not. You're not going to hear that. He's one of the like, biggest stains of the Bush administration. He's a DeSantis is weird in his approach because if you look at the classic Republicans like uh, Bush, Cheney, Reagan, and everything, um, DeSantis is not like that because he. Um, he's kind of followed Trump in a lot of ways, you know, he's more like culture worry and stuff like that. Oh, not Bush um, was like that. Yeah. But he's more like, 
that's all he is. Because Bush upheld the traditional Republican orthodoxy of like, let's stay out of business this way. And even Bush was kind of pro-immigration and stuff like that. But like DeSantis is a mix of all these bad takes together that kind of contradict each other, you know? And he's bad at it. And he's bad at it. He's like really bad at being a politician. I don't great, know how he... Last year, there was like a threat of him being president because one, Fox News would do these like promo packets with him where he would sign yeah. the bill and make him look presidential. And I think, you know, since like probably since the hurricane hit last year with the white police, right. I feel like that was like the beginning of the end for him. And yeah. like, he got reelected in Florida. But like, I think like his national appeal has to be complete dog shit. People like, and again, if Trump's running, he's it doesn't matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Like if he he should, I and what is it like? I guess if he does announce, it's, it'll be like on the twelfth of May or some bullshit. Mm. If he does, but I don't know if I I don't know why he needs wants to run right now at this point because yeah. it's all ego at this point. Yeah. I would say that. I do think he thinks he has a chance to win. Of course. Yeah. Mike Pompeo thought he had a chance to win. Man. And yeah. it's also a grift, though. The, a lot of these I, like weird candidates use the presidential, announce their presidential yep. election as a grift. They use it. Set up a booth. Sell, they sell books, make media appearances, get paid to do speeches. Like, Andrew Yang was a perfect example. Marion Williams is a perfect example. Mm, true. Trump was an example. He just unfortunately got elected. I mean, yeah. all that was a grift. Um, you know, I mean, fuck, when he was running in 2016, he was claiming that, like, he did some, uh, what was it? He refused to do one of the debates. He wanted to get paid to be at the Republican primary debates. And they're like, that's not how it works, buddy. Like, he, because <laughs> he was such a big star at the thing. Yeah. Because he's like, they're only tuning in for me. And he's probably right. He wanted to be paid to be at the debates and he refused to do one. And instead oh, he did so a, a rally and he did some bullshit where he, he's like, oh, this will go to the wounded warrior yeah. project. None of that money went there. Mm. Like one big grift. And, but I guess eventually he did go back to the debate, primary debates. And, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, this is that mode of thinking. Like, what do you mean I'm not going to get paid? Mm-hmm. I'm the reason why everyone's watching. Where's my money? You know? Right. It was like when Schwarzenegger became governor, one of the funniest things about it was his image was worth so much money. And then he started freaking out because it's like now people are making governor bobblehead. That's right. Yeah. And he couldn't do anything about it. No, it's like open. Yeah. Open source. Because you became a public figure, a public servant or whatever you want to call it. You basically diminished your brand by doing this because it's funny. It is very funny, actually. <laughs> I like him now. I didn't like him back then, but I like him now. He gives like nice motivational like speeches and stuff. Right. In his room, and he's all like, he has like a cigar in his hand. He's like, <laughs> I got my father, old George Burns. My father, yeah, yeah George Burns. Yeah, he's he, he said the natural thing everyone expected Arn Schwarzenegger to be turn into George Burns. We he sort of perfect fit. I mean, like, this is, we. I cannot wait for George Burns. <laughs> Actually, he's going to be on a movie on Netflix, so it's kind of funny. George Burns? No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The, the body oh, song. I did see something about this. Yeah, what, what is the movie? 
I don't know. Um, it's like kind of like almost like he's an agent and his daughter's yeah. an agent. It's kind of like a action comedy. It looks like a fun, forgetful movie. For sure. It's yeah. <laughs> like little, little cliches and everything. <laughs> but, but like I said, he gives like nice speeches where he talks about like, hey, he's like, you know, my father was a Nazi and it was it was not a good thing, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tell you, I hate this bad. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so was there something about Trump we were going to say though I mean well, my theory because you had said when we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about tonight you had said well what's Trump been up to because we usually talk about him and we're, we're in Carmen San Diego <laughs> right I I said he's he you know he's in the news and everything but I said my theory is that he's laying quiet or staying quiet because Ron DeSantis is imploding you know, and when your when your opponent is imploding, the best thing you can do is to get out of the way and let them do it, right? I mean, that's like a good strategy. So, I think like every once in a while you'll see I've seen Trump post something on uh, Truth Social, which gets reposted on Twitter, um, something about like you know Ron DeSantis. He's not even in the country, and people are flooding in Miami and stuff. And he's like, yeah. did he say that when he was in Scotland? Because I was no. that's one thing I know. He was like, he was wearing like a weird blue hat in Scotland. Like, I'm sure this big. is, yeah, and I'm sure this is Trump's media team because they're not the classic Trump tweets with like all everything, caps. like yeah, all caps, fucked up spelling, like misspelled words. Um, you know, th these are just like. Yeah. Um, so my theory was that Trump has been laying low and just letting Meatball Ron explode. I think it's, a, I, I, that's what I believe. I think it's, I think it's that. And also, I think it's the, all the shit going on in New York and yeah. the, that case with the rape case and then the potential stuff with Georgia. I think it's bad. And like you said, yeah, let your opponent just implode. Like, don't get involved. Like, don't give him even like a leg to sit on. Like, well, Ron DeSantis's whole shtick was like, I am just like Trump, but I am competent and predictable. And it's awesome because he cannot attack Trump. Right. One, and he, he can't can. no oh. do it. But the other thing is he can't because then any potential voter will be like, How dare you attack the king? Yeah. He can't that's attack why it's so Trump. stupid that like anyone is really running against him because yeah. right now the Republicans don't have like you know really like they don't have an alternative to Trump, like mm -mm. I don't mean like a Ron DeSantis type. I mean, like they don't really have an alternative to bringing people into the Republican Party that right. would be there that are sick of Trump and would vote Republican. They don't have that. Like DeSantis is just the bottom feeder for Trump. The bottom, yeah. He's not gonna. Like I said, like that was the other thing. That was the other tail end of him was when he made the one comment about how he doesn't pay he made some like loose comment about like you don't have to worry about like uh mm -hmm. hey towards stars or whatever it was all right there okay. all back people were like well dude that's that's your base that's who you because ron DeSantis is dumb he's not he never tried to be a moderate he's gone so far to the right he's gone even further right yeah trump. the only people who are going to be appealed to that are chuds who wrote for trump yeah yeah, it depends on how many people vote in this primary too. I mean, like it's been slow num low numbers as of late. Um, well, we won't know till early next year because the primary yeah. the primary elections don't start till like January. Did you see? Uh, speaking of primaries, you know, serious candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. 
came out and talked about the importance of cryptocurrency. Mm. They find that really funny. And I'll tell you why. Because this guy, one of his biggest missions was he was pro-environment. Like, like a champion of environment for years, Robert F. Kennedy. Robert Kennedy Jr. Before he became right. a vaccine nut, he was a massive like the importance of green energy and all that. And I don't care what anyone says, crypto is not good for the environment. Oh, it's not. It's not green by any stretch. Yeah, and the fact that this guy is pushing it and he's selling. And I saw the tweet, and he was like selling it like the same typical crypto people. Well, the government can't regulate it. So like he's playing into that paranoia right. that these people have, like. I'm gonna put my money in a place that the government can't get it. Yeah, a Ponzi scheme. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what your... it is. <laughs> yeah, you can lose your password, and then you know yeah. you can't get your money ever again. There's right. no way to get it. Um, yeah, I mean that guy's a joke. I saw this Dinesh D'Souza. Yeah, uh, propping him up. I'm like, I'm sorry. If Dinesh D'Souza is propping up a Democrat, that is not a Democrat. Mm. That's that a good point. Is, a, is horrible. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The Robert F. Kennedy Jr. thing is a joke. And anyone that's promoting him is usually just a MAGA chug. Like It's ridiculous. I mean, I can see people saying like, hey, I want them to debate because I think that'll result in Biden being a stronger candidate. But I can't. No, you know, I don't and, think so. Oh, I yeah, I, I would disagree. But I could see him saying that. Um, I don't. I don't know why like Robert F. Kennedy is in here unless it's Cheryl too specific. Is, uh, married to him. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, there's a reason why Larry David divorced her. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's hard to imagine him doing anything in this race but cause chaos, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it's he's not, and I think at the end of the day, I'm like, who is he really appealing to? I would say confused, old confused Democrats mm-hmm. get that think he's like a Kennedy they know yeah. and chuds who don't vote Democrat or vote in Democratic primaries the whole thing's a nah it's bullshit mm. bullshit candidate same thing with Marion Williamson there's no that's just a fact yeah Sorry. I would say dream is no. dead <laughs> I would say right. Marion Williamson dream that we all had of her being president <laughs> How does she run for like mayor of a town first? That's what I said. Like run for city council or something. And if someone was like, oh, that's sexist. So I'm going to say the same about Trump. I said that about Trump. Yeah. Running for president. And he was a joke. Yeah. I mean, I I would. Yeah. No, that would make much more sense. He ran um, as a, he ran as a joke. <laughs> like he was a, a meme. Like. Yeah. For like a I, solid year. How about Robert F. Kennedy run for like senator or something or congressman or you know what I mean? Right. Some like again, a lot of these candidate these bullshit presidential runs. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they're grifters. It's to sell a book. It's to get their name out. It's yeah. to can do some other venture. gives gives them access to other things they didn't have before. Yeah, you can use there's usually motives there that are identifiable. You know, it's like oh the, the one. Real quick before we go on the next, yeah. Uh, Herman Cain had a really mm. funny uh, run in 2012. Was it 2012? I think he ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he ran for president in 2012. And the best part, no, it wasn't Herman Cain. Uh oh, sorry. It was um, 
God, he went in 2018. The guy who ended up working for Trump. I got my my two Republican black guys mixed up. Herman <laughs> Cain was killed by Trump at the rally in Oklahoma. Yes, COVID. Uh, yeah, he was a COVID, a victim of COVID out there. Um, mm. it, who was the guy who was like a doctor and he was like sleeping all the time? He ran for president. Oh, yeah. He was like a surgeon. Yeah, I think a surgeon name. too, and he became like a total right wing psychopath. And mm-hmm. then he worked for the Trump administration. And he like the only thing he was like famous for was like ordering really expensive furniture. Like nothing came out of that guy. Like I loved it too. He he uh it's like here's a surgeon, and Trump is like, I'm gonna put him in my cabinet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, where are you gonna put him in? Are you gonna make him the surgeon general? Why would I do that? I put him mm-hmm. in the urban because he's black, duh. Mm-hmm. why would you not put the doctor a surgeon general even if it's just for like image purpose like what was his name Uh, are you looking this up yeah well no i was listening what was his name do you remember look it up 20 (laughs) 20, i'm looking up now too all right 2018 um god what was that Ben Carson, I typed oh, in. Oh yeah, 2018 doctor who ran for president. He wrote, yeah, he wrote that book, Gifted Hands, too, which was real depressing. That was um, years ago, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I, speaking of I, how his his uh, running for president was a total grift, he was running and he was trying to mix a book tour with it, and they were like, that goes totally against. Oh like, yeah, financing and everything, and him and his, his son was like totally shitty too, and like. They were trying to like find ways to like screw mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, it was like a grift. The whole thing was a grift. Yeah, he was an interesting guy because he was legitimately bright, obviously, but he was also such a chud, you know. Hey, that guy is like the only member of the Trump presidency to actually survive the full term. Yeah, he lasted from 2017 to 2021. He was the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And I think what his trick was is that he just slept the entire time. Yeah, he Trump did not he open. <laughs> he did not open his mouth. Yeah, and that he was man fine. was a living melatonin. Yeah, he was. He was, um, a, he was a downer. He always seemed. He always seemed kind of sleepy in general. Um, I just remember him in like an interview, and uh, they were talking about abortion. And yeah. Oh, would you uh, debate with someone? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll have a debate with someone who wants to murder children. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is why you can't have a debate with people like that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how they view it. <laughs> they go to that extreme. Sure, I'll have, a, I'll have a debate with someone who wants to murder their child. I'm like, God. It is real. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, okay. So. Speaking of Meeple Rob, though, it was a story about an abortion recently we saw. This woman had to give birth. She, she, I guess she's in Florida. Yep. And she was forced to give birth to a baby that they knew was going to be malformed or whatever. Yeah, they said it was going to, it was not going to develop kidneys. And like, just not like, it just wouldn't develop them. And so it would perish shortly after being born. And, and she was that's exactly to, what happened. 
Yeah, she was forced to give birth to this kid. The kid died in her arms. It's like, it's disgusting. And I see some of the comments on it. And some people are like, oh, he got to hold, she got to hold her baby. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. She shouldn't have to gone through that. And that baby, like, all that baby knew was suffering. It is tough. I mean, I, gosh, I have to think that, I'll bet you a lot of women have had these procedures. You know, I'll bet you a lot of women that were always anti-abortion and that are still anti-abortion have had these procedures. Yeah. You know, I'll bet you they have. And I think that, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe this you is You know what? I always say to those people, you have every right to be anti-abortion. I don't care. That's your fucking yeah. choice. You well, get that, it? You get it? Well, Al Franken, Al Franken was on some show the other night, and he was explaining that to uh, 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 forced birth activist, and he was saying, "Like this is your religion. The, these are these are things <laughs> you believe because of your religion. It's not my religion. I don't believe any of that." Yeah, but that's why, the why... same argument they have with like gay people and stuff. Too. Yeah. their religion as a reason why they shouldn't be allowed to be married. It's like, again, that's your fucking theocracy. Yeah your religion i don't abide to it did you see that this was a very rare nice story i saw it on tiktok the other day did you see that thing where there's like some small town in like bumblefuck idaho where uh they they were gonna have a uh, gay pride month proclamation and the mayor refused to sign it because he's a he's a christian and all these people got up in the city council chambers or whatever and explain to him probably a lot more politely than i would have about how like he it's not right for him to do that and son of a bitch at the end of the meeting the council meeting he changed his mind and signed it <laughs> it was like the damnedest thing it was like the only wow, time that's ever rare. it really was he even says at the end you can i'm sure you can find it just by searching for it he's like uh, i'm paraphrasing i'm still a bigot but uh, you're, you, I see now how like I shouldn't push it on other people or whatever. Like exactly, my but that's like yeah. again, that's the argument. Like, okay, we don't have to agree, but yeah. you do, it's a, like we don't have to agree on things. But realize, like, there's a thing called a choice. You choose to not have an abortion. Yeah, choose to be against. You choose that, but other people choose to. You don't have to have one. Those women that probably had them and then all of a sudden they're against them. You yeah. chose that. You could, you could get and a, now you're against it because of who knows the experience could have been terrible. Uh, it could be that you were pressured, you were stern, spurned by your friends and family for having one. There's a lot of social uh, interactions that can make someone be against abortion just because, like, they had religious parents that were like, "How dare yeah. you're gonna burn now." There's also a lot of things we know for a fact will reduce the number of abortions, like sex ed, comprehensive sex ed, uh, handing out condoms. But they're always against that. Prophylactics. And they're against that. Offering, um, you know, stronger WIC benefits to young mothers, offering paid time off. They're against uh, that. Free and reduced child care. All those things will reduce abortion. They're against that. They are against every single. And I love it too. They'll they'll say the most racist shit to people. They'll say like, you know, especially they attack like minorities or whatever. And like, oh, they always have kids and everything like that. <laughs> yeah, like they always have tons of kids. I always hear that. I'm like, well, 
you know, maybe they're not given like proper sex education, but you're against that. Yeah. It's it's just gross. Some people are just like assholes. Like I said, this poor woman was forced to give birth and to a, a like, you know, like, okay, let's say. I don't know how long she knew, but she got the abortion and she would yeah. have been very upset about it because it was not by choice, really, more of like yeah. having to do it. Uh, but she wasn't given a choice to have one at all. And she was yeah, no doctors would work on her. The trauma is so much worse physically. It's worse. It's a full-size baby she has to give birth to now. It's like it, it physical, mental, like holding it well and she might have she might have had to take a month off work you know whereas previously yeah they got like crazy rules and like in uh states where they're like you have to bury the the abortion yeah fetus you know now she has to bury this it's there's so much like these assholes do this and it's like you're you're just and then and you know they'll always say after should have closed your legs. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Again, fuck those people. Like they... I, I look. I like I said earlier. Whenever like Ron DeSantis signed a, a really really restrictive law, um, a lot of top conservatives are like celebrate. Let them. This is these are the types of advertisements that write themselves, which the Democrats need because the writers are on strike. But. Yeah. Um, they they do they write themselves like all you got to do is explain is show to someone look hey this happened in florida and and do you want this in your state you know a lot of people don't they just don't yeah so yeah yeah i just thought that was an awful story it's really grotesque and it's not rare there i've read other stories like that i've read like three or four of them in texas and i'm not like seeking them out these are just stories you know I mean, i'm sure story in texas about the uh ten commandments being forced into oh yeah. yeah they're voting on that i saw a great uh i I, sh- I don't know if i didn't send you the video i saw a great uh video in like the state congress or whatever where one yeah. of them i'm assuming the guy was a democrat i'm not sure but he's talking about his faith and he's like i'm religious and you're religious but i would never force the ten commandments on someone you know, you're totally disregarding people who are Hindu, Muslim, Jewish. Well, the thing that sucks is that if Texas passes the law, then the ACLU will immediately sue in in court, federal court. And the Supreme Court's already ruled on this. You can't, you can't do that. You can't put the Ten Commandments in school. But this Supreme Court changes its mind a lot and interprets the law in new ways that benefit chuds. So if it does go to court, if the ACLU wins, then good. But if the ACLU, ACLU loses, then all of a sudden this is legal in every state. You well, know? this person, so this person who was talking about how he found it disgusting that they would force this and the yeah. school and, the, and he's repeating all these, like he's talking to the person who's clearly pro. And he's repeating all these things from the Bible and saying all these different things. Like the guy's religious, but he points out a fact. Yeah. I would never, my faith is personal. And he brings up like the person who screams on the street, their religion. They're usually the least religious people. He's like, faith should be a personal thing. And this should not be in our public schools. 
um, and you're totally ignoring uh, people of other faiths and yep. religions and everything like that. They don't give a fuck because they don't no. they think that usually. No, old roads lead to Jesus, buddy. <laughs> you, well, they yeah, they justify accept them or you're going to hell. Uh, and in the end, the person had nothing to retort with. Probably doesn't know what the Bible was. The joke is the person pushing this shit probably doesn't even know the Bible compared to the Yeah, Bible. probably, yeah. Was like, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea, but he was able to, like, repeat all kinds of scripture. I was listening, and I was like, ah, oh, this shit. But at least I get what he's saying, and he's just like, you know, this is a total, uh, this is disrespectful of other people's faith. This is like, this, this does not belong in a public school. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, like, go put this in your fucking private Christian school. I'm so sick of it. But this is what they do. And again, a lot of the stuff is meant to muck up the system so other cases are not getting in, important, probably environmental cases. Yeah, probably. Labor. It's like they got to focus all this energy now on Ten Commandments poster being put up in a school. Yeah. It's yeah. nonsense. And well, again, it's an attack on public education. That's, yeah. that's another thing. It's just it, another attack on the public education. It does too, like have the have the effect of like a, exhausting me, but um, b you're right. Like the, the very wealthy people that are funding this, they they don't fucking care whether or not the Ten Commandments are in schools. They want they want people like me or you getting all worked up over it and fighting while we keep our eye off of things like more tax cuts for the rich yep. or deregulation or mm -hmm. all those other things that they truly do care about religion's a great tool for them because it gets the rubes all worked up and everything yep. um and i'm a sucker for getting worked up over stuff like this you know uh well, it's easy yeah you know? it's easy it's like it's like what roy wood jr said at the white house correspondence dinner about putting store porn storage behind a paywall very yeah that's when the conspiracies come in yeah they're free and they're easy. Yeah, like it, it gives solution, made up solutions to things. Um, what was I gonna talk about next? Uh, well, uh, I was okay. Well, speaking of Texas, uh, yeah. since we're talking about this, uh, Ted Cruz has to run again. Yeah, and, uh, I guess we were worried that you know, with Beto being kind of like done, that this would be an easy win again for Ted. With not an easy last time, it wasn't easy for him, but. He still squeaked. He won by a decent amount. But yeah. Not, Beto definitely gave him a fight. Um, Colin Arrow is running against him. Yeah. Do you legitimately think that this guy could be a threat to Ted Cruz? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, he's got he's got money. He's got backing. He's run before and won. You know, he's 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 a proven candidate. Um, I know Beto had all those things too, but um, this guy he seems like the real deal, he seems more like a good. I'm trying to think of like a, an established politician that he reminds me of. Um, he seems like a good mix of he's con he's not conservative, but he's like establishment enough to satisfy the people for whom that's important and he's young enough and kind of like progressive enough to get people a little worked up. The only thing I, I have a little misgivings about is like Beto was Beto drew a lot of passion. And I don't know that this guy's going to draw a lot of passion. We'll see. I think the one thing that's easy about this is that 
Ted Cruz is really good at making people look like baby faces to his uh, typical villain. Yeah. Like, Ted Cruz looks like a villain. He just does. He looks like he's like a Dick Tracy villain. Like he, he does. He's just a scumbag. I don't think he's like likable. He's not likable. I think people again like him only because it makes the libs angry because he's so right. he's awful. Um. If this guy is charismatic in any way whatsoever, he will already look better than Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah, he is. I've seen him talk, um, and he he is charismatic and he's well spoken and he's a he seems like a good candidate. Um, my only he- I know I sound like I'm hesitating. It's just that well, you've been burned so many times. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been burned a lot, and also Texas, Texas, like look, you the city of Uvalde had a bunch of its kids killed and they were all enraged at Greg Abbott and they were all enraged at the local Republican apparatus. And then they had an election about a month later and 85% of them voted for Greg Abbott. Well, I would imagine the people that were mad at him were not the voters. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. I mean, that's, but, but that's, that's the thing is that like, there's some variables here that, are at play and if Colin Allred can figure out how to manage those variables, he'll win. How do you how do you yeah get... I think the problem is too though is that I feel like Texas has just pushed further to the right. I don't know what it's like with everyday people, but the go- state government, the go- the state of Texas has just shifted completely even further to the right than it was yeah. when I lived there. And um you know in 2018 there was like a lot of promise of like the state of Texas yep. changing and beta like uh Kind of, and actually, what's great is Colin Allen uh, probably being on the ticket with Beto in 2018 probably got him elected with Congress. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't doubt that. That, yeah. that was a that was a, a win for Dems with him, Colin Allen winning. I mean, it was yeah. like in Dallas or something, right? But it was yeah, it was a suburb. It was like one of the and it wasn't it like for decades a Republican always was in there. Like it was a so like you know I think the state like there was like oh my god like this state could be purple like especially if even like beta lost 2018 it was like there's a chance and then covid came and it just got further and further to the right and i don't know if this i don't know i don't know if the mech like even whatever fucking fishy laws they got going on i don't know if a dem could win yeah a statewide election in in texas because you know, can uh fucking I know it go. You know, can the Congress and Senate, state the Republican run House, state House, could they deny his election win? I think they could, or but could then not I, work with Senator. Uh, yeah, they could, but eventually that would go to that would go to court. I mean, that would go to a federal court pretty quickly. Um, the judge Schroeder, his grandfather. At some point, like, and I don't, I don't, I'm not like trying to get all worked up over it or whatever, but like, look, if you, if a bunch of people in Harris County vote Democrat and a Republican appointee comes in and says, I don't think this was fair. I'm awarding the votes to my good friend here, you know, John Q. Republican. Um, then the people of Harris County will sue. And if they lose in court to a chud judge, who uses like who bends a lot of rules and logic to get to the uh, verdict he wants? Then you're probably going to have riots. I mean, you probably will. You're probably going to have like massive civil disturbance. 
And maybe shit, maybe if it gets that far down the road, that's what it takes. But um, I don't know that it would get that far down the road, you know? Well, there's all kinds of crazy laws getting put in place. Yeah, and one true. of them was like uh, about stripping, basically stripping a woman's rights when it comes to like marriage and shit. Like, yeah. Reducing them to like property in a way. Like, well, like, that, I think so. It, it used okay. So this is kind of we were going to talk about this with the the Stephen Crowder thing. His yeah. wife, his wife, is going to get a divorce. And the, she the can. other day, like a week ago, whatever, he announced that he was getting a divorce. His wife was leaving him. He he went on this weird tangent about how it wasn't his kids' fault, and his kids are like ten months old or something. right. <laughs> so I don't know how it's their fault. <laughs> like, right. You cry too much. <laughs> yeah well i mean a lot of times that that um uh you're not cute enough <laughs> right well the thing is, is okay so texas a lot of states currently have no fault divorce laws which means that if you want a divorce you just get one and yeah. you don't have to prove anyone's at fault like it does you don't it's not a a court battle you like i am done with this marriage i'm walking away the end and um, uh, the Republicans are seriously considering getting rid of the no no fault divorce law, and that would make it like an adversarial process. Meaning that, like, I would say, like, like if you're going through a divorce and you think your partner cheated on you, you could say, "Look, um, you cheated on me, and that's why you're getting this divorce," and so you i'm going to take the kids and the, you can leave but i t i get everything so you can still get a divorce i mean they don't force you to stay married but like it it becomes adversarial and you could lose everything so this fucking asshole was in his little uh bullshit about him getting divorced and everything basically made it sound like his wife's breaking up the family how dare she and then he complained about state he's complained about texas laws yep Bolson, texas now is this hippie woke state <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what do you mean i don't know my wife what are you some kind of woke wokester right <laughs> so uh i don't know there's all kinds of this guy's a fucking asshole though like uh, this guy is possibly one of the biggest pieces of shit oh yeah in uh right-wing media the guy, uh, a bunch of stuff came out, though, after this. There was video surface of him being abusive. Yeah. Supposedly, he's incredibly abusive to his employees. He's an asshole. I just can't believe that. He seems like right. such a he nice so guy. Reasonable. I cannot believe that this guy, who's so horrible on camera, is not a teddy bear off of it. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people are, like, angry. Um, I can't believe the guy who reenacted the George Floyd death to make right. it a downplay that he was murdered by having that fucking chud cop's knee on his neck choking him to death uh he reenacted that I can't believe that guy is uh also an asshole it's yeah. crazy who would have thought that this guy's an asshole too well you do see this wave you know of, yeah right you do see this wave of like biblically based laws being past in a lot of these southern states um it's real crazy i mean do, do you remember the scene in the handmaid's tale where 
the woman like realized she couldn't travel without her husband's permission. You're talking about the main woman? Yeah. This I wanted her cake and eat it. She wanted this conservative utopia and wanted all this, but then she realized that she totally marginalized herself. I I could be thinking of it. This is the um one of the good characters in the very beginning, like they're removing the gay professors uh at the school. Uh and um she she was trying was to do flashback, s- you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was a flashback to right when Gilead, right, right. Are oh, you talking with, about Alexis Fidel's character from yes. uh, Gilmore Girls? Actors. Yeah, Rory, Rory, yeah, Rory she Gilmore. Was the professor, and she re- like all of a sudden all these things came in. Yes, um, that's and she kind found of, him hanging. He was yeah. killed. That that's was what fun. this feels like because, like in Florida at New College the people Ron DeSantis appointed just fired a bunch of gay and lesbian professors. Right. And it's, and there's these weird laws, like they're going to get rid of no for no fault divorce laws in Texas. It does feel like, like that, like this is before Gillian. Um, I mean, there's definitely some weird, crazy shit. And if like a guy like Ron DeSantis came in to power, yeah. Trump got in the power of uh, it would just be a nightmare like there'd be all kinds of crazy shit put into place they'd be like this is their time to strike now the people uh, you know we were in power and we're gonna use we're gonna put in every you know yeah you know, we were crazy before you haven't seen anything yet the libs will be so owned by all these basic human rights that we're gonna take away I want. I wonder what would happen. Like, like, let's say Ron DeSantis wins the presidency, and he's he's going to start doing this shit nationally. I wonder at what point, like, blue states say, "No, we're done. Like, we're not doing." I don't that. know. You know, clearly they don't give a shit. Not the blue states. I mean, they don't. I don't, I don't know. It, it, yeah. Let's just hope that uh, right, right. I like that doesn't get no power because that sure. guy. I feel like. If there's a person who is the closest to the is it the dead zone? Is that the show you're talking about? That was it, yeah. Dead zone. Movie, I kept thinking of the dark hand for the Sheen, other the Martin Sheen character who's a politician yeah. and Chris Walken touches him and it fla- it goes to like him like basically yeah. the night of the nuclear war and he's like yeah. Hallelujah, the bomb <laughs> blast, or he forces the vice president to turn to key. Mm-hmm. Um that's DeSantis. Like DeSantis is yeah. totally that guy. Like he nah. That guy, yeah. you, don't, you don't want that guy in the hands of power. No. He's, already, he's already been giving you blueprint of what he would do. Um, but yeah, Stephen Crowd is a piece of shit guy. I think he's a closet case. I think there's a lot of like, I can see that talk of you know what do they call that like uh, people Pro- who doth protest too much. Yes, like you projection. Know, like, again, you know, I, I saw someone following Trey broke a point and said like, you know, you shouldn't just like. You shouldn't say like someone who's a homophobe or whatever, like that of course they have to be like a repressed gay person. Like that yeah. could be like almost homophobic. There are straight people who hate gay people. Like they exist. They've always existed. Like it's not always some closet case or we it, it's usually like I guess it's because it's kind of funnier. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's more a spicier story than just some straight up bigot. You right. know, like there's people who hate Jews. They don't want to be Jews. They hate them. You know, like they don't. You know, there's racist. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean like closet. Uh, True. Whatever. Yeah. They're right. <laughs> like a closet yeah. race that they hate. Yeah. 
sometimes it's just it's just as simple as there. But I think in awful. his case, there's definitely something going on there. What's really funny too is I guess he had some surgery and the yeah like so they're always like attacking trans people and going after them and saying about like gender affirming surgery. But there's a lot of like cisgender people who get gender affirming surgery. Yes, there's yeah. Women that get their breast increased or decreased. There's women that get like certain things done. There's men that get things done, like hair plugs. Right. And you get uh like a dick implants, which is yeah. They get all kinds of gender affirming surgery. Um, you know, they were saying like then they attack like women for uh, you know, or trans men, you know, having their, uh, they're saying like, oh, they butchered the girl. Yeah, yeah. There's girls who, young women that get breast reductions all the time. Like, yeah, that is true. Like, it's just a fact that would they are they not going to be able to do that now? Could whatever yeah. crazy, stupid law that Republicans want to put in? Well, the, you, uh, the, a lot of these laws are so awfully written sometimes. You wonder if, like, like on paper, a mastectomy would be a, a, illegal. You know, how is it not? I mean, yeah. think about it. Why is that legal? Um, so he got his chest brought in. Yeah, that is funny. I saw those things on I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. So fucking that guy sucks so bad. And the funny thing too is he had the nerve. This is the kind of guy who'll attack people for like you know, workers' rights and all that. Yep. And he yeah. had the nerve to like bitch about getting paid like fifty only fifty million a year from the Daily Wire. This was from a couple months ago. It's so funny. Like what a what goal. Yeah, he's, he's um, awful. He's, he's terrible. Yeah, I, I can't believe his wife left him. My, my yeah, God. it's just shocking. Uh, all right. Well, here, here actually, we're kind of on the home the home stretch here. This is a weird story. Um, it involves Paul Stanley of Kiss, D. Snyder of um, Twisted Sister, and in a tangential way, Zoe Zephyr. It doesn't involve um, her at all. I'd say in a tangential way because they are arguing about. They're making argument. It's tangentially related because they're arguing over something she's fighting for. So right. right, yeah. Well, their argument. Okay, so let's just talk about Zoe Zephyr real quick. So she's been, she's a trans woman. She uh, basically was not expelled, but basically taken where she can't speak. And yeah, she's not allowed to be in the room or something, right? She wasn't even allowed to be on the floor. That I I didn't realize that um, legislative session is already over. Like they're done, so she can go back in the chamber now. It was only like for three days. That's besides the point. But they expelled but she, her from the chamber. I guess she was sitting on a bench, and yep. then like some asshole's mom and yeah. her shitty friends were sitting on the bench. You see the picture? We're like smiling. This woman, yeah. like, wow, the shitty apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Wasn't it like the speaker or something's mom? It was the speaker's mom. It's really weird. Like, hey, why? Man, why? Can you see? On the bench, man, make sure that that me trans woman doesn't get you. Can you do that for me, man? Yeah, I, 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 can, know. I can only imagine that's what it sounds like. Yes. I, I don't know why this one bothers me so much, but this is probably because because other equally shitty things have happened um, to other people. But this one, I don't, it just seemed so awful. And so it's just bullying. <laughs> it is. And it's, I mean, it's that's, like that's what most attacks on trans people are. It's like yeah. the argument going when we're talking about like uh, blue sky and all that, one of the big things that the right wing 
lost their shit over was that Twitter was going to basically kick out, kick off accounts or kick or, uh, or punish accounts that dead name trans people. Yeah, right. That was like their 100% what they're angry about. Like, I'm not allowed to dead name this trans person. And it's like, it's just straight up bullying. And Twitter's yeah. like, we're not going to allow you to do that. Well, and people. the Montana House representatives have been doing that. They've been referring to her as him. Yep. Um, and it's just like this really kind of they do that. Yeah, they're yep, they they do that, they do that all the time. They're right. They when they talk about like when they attack Dill Mulvaney, they call him him. Yeah, that, that swimmer, that that, yep. that that one, that one woman who became like a total grifter. She's like the swimmer who came in like she claimed. Oh, that, yeah. She was yeah. unfairly. She was like in fifth place. What does that say? Yeah, like it wasn't the trans person that you lost to the other people too. Like it's just weird. I mean, like just suck. <laughs> so, anyways, Zoe uh, Zapper. We talked to her last week. She, um, she's she's done with that legislative session. She got back in the chamber. She signed her desk. I guess there's a tradition where you sign your desk. And now she said she's going back to I think Missoula, where she's where she's from. And she's going to, like, meet with her constituents and stuff. So th- I guess that part of the story is over. But this has been a big deal, one, one of many. Well, uh, re- stop when the next session starts? What's it to stop them from doing this again? They'll do the same thing. Well, here's, the, here's what stops them is if um, at, during the next election, people vote for different people. Otherwise, nothing will stop them, you know? So the, now, Zephyr they, did sue, too. So maybe yeah. she wins... Well, it also hurts her as a candidate because then, she, you know, can it come in and be like, well, you have someone who can't do their job. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's not her fault, you know, and some yeah. people fall for that bullshit. Did you see that one state senator? She was like from Nebraska and she refused. She's yeah. like, the filibuster for weeks. Like it had to do, again, do trans people. I guess she has a trans son or something. Yeah. Um, this is like all well, good on her. She like really shut down, like she, did, she yeah. held it up. But well, what a fucking clown show. So and again, this stuff is getting like out of hand. The whole anti-trans stuff that it's easy, it's easy to sucker people with the trans thing. Like the right will they just be vehemently hate trans people. But what they'll try to do is they'll try to slip out like this reasonable thing, like, oh, they're they're lopping off kids' genitals, and that's bad. Right. And none of that's happening. It's Absolutely, yeah. none of that is happening. But it's easy prey for dumbass boomers who yeah. are aging rockers who are just so that are given the wrong information from the wrong people. So Paul Stanley, who I always thought was like the anti-gene, I thought he was the yeah the more chill of the group. Yeah. But clearly, I don't know. I still. I don't know. Like, I don't think he hates trans people. I don't think Paul Stanley is a bigot when it comes to. I have no idea. No, no, yeah. I barely know anything about him. Just know that he has a love gun. He was made for loving you. <laughs> he made a song about his dick. Yep. Possibly one of the best kiss songs, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I listened to Love Gun a lot when I was like 12 and 13. So yeah, it was 
<laughs> but did you know it was about his dick back then? I did not. I had no idea. I thought it was an actual weapon. I didn't know uh, about it until uh, I watched the movie. Um, oh God, it's Paul Rudd. That guy from American Pie, Stifler. Okay. And in trouble, and they have to watch. They have to become like big brothers for these kids. Oh, I don't remember it's that. Such a good movie. And there's one scene where the guy, I forgot the actor who plays Stifler. He's a great actor, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's telling the kid, he's playing Love Gun, and he's telling the he's talking about, he's like, Yeah, this song's about Paul. This song's about his dick. <laughs> like, this is so funny. Well, this guy is being a dick, Paul Stanley. Put out some like thing. I mean, I could pull it up and just read it. It, it was a weird statement. Even like this. Like I said, I don't, I think if the, if this is a guy who's just getting bad information. This is the kind of shit where, like, I remember Mark Hamill liked a tweet from J.K. Rowling once, and it was like about, forgot it was like about women or whatever. And on the surface, yeah. nice, and people were like, Mark, what the fuck are you doing? Right, right. And he's like, well, hold on, let me go look. Ugh. You know, and he had yeah. to like retract that. And I, these, these anti trans, bigoted, like, they they find a way to like you know again they use like the sports thing like well we think that you know they have an unfair advantage against mm-hmm. like, feeble women sport people like isn't it like almost like it, it's such a misogynist thing whenever you see that because yeah. it's like oh if one of, if a man who decides to become a woman enters into the sport women's sport right. field the women will be easily crushed and it's such a, like. It is such a like a concern troll thing. It is. It is. Um, yeah. It, well, Paul, Paul Stanley gave this. I'm going to find it right now. Okay. Here we go. All right. Paul Stanley posted this because there's a big difference between teaching acceptance and normalizing and even encouraging participation in a lifestyle that confuses young children into questioning their sexual identification as though some sort of game and then parents in some cases allow it. There are individuals who are adults may decide reassignment is a need, needed choice, but turning this into a game or parents normalizing it as a some sort of natural alternative or believing that because a little boy likes to play dress up in his sister's clothes or a girl and her brother. Oh, no, I'll read this whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's further down. Blah, 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 blah. With many children who have no real sense of sexuality or sex experience caught up in the fun of using pronouns and saying what they identify as some adults mistakenly confused. Teaching acceptance with normalizing, encouraging a situation has been a struggle for those truly affected and have turned into a sad and dangerous fad. Okay. Again, what does he think is going on? He thinks that there's parents forcing, that there's so-called parents forcing their kids to be a girl or be a boy because of a fad. Or are you implying that they are doing something to their body permanently? Like, there's a lot of, I watched a documentary years ago, you know, I watched something, I don't know if it was like on MTV or something, it was about trans people. Yeah. I don't know what it was on, but they interviewed this one person trans woman and she says like the wishes that she had access to hormone blockers when she was younger 
She's like, I went through puberty and I always will just appear like a man in a dress. Like yeah. I've always been a woman. And he said, like, I've been a woman since I was younger. And this is something. And if I had access to these things, I would not look like this right now. Like I would be more my full self. Mm-hmm. And it's like to say, like to pass it off, like, oh, wait till adulthood till you, you right. make your decision. And it's like, there are people who just know. And then there's parents I don't think there's parents like, they, of course they're gonna distort this. I can see like South. It sounds like a South Park episode where yeah. So like, no, Cartman, you're a girl now. You know, I could see them totally doing like that right wing bullshit that they're doing that shit. Yeah. And it, it's like that's not happening. Probably a parent's like, yeah, clearly Timmy's. I don't know whatever the girl makes. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's like they just accept it. There's acceptable parents who accept it. And that's yeah. it. I think it, I blockers think... are not permanent. There's like no one's lopping off anybody's genitals. Nobody and like, generally it's like that's for older kids. You know, I mean it's not like first of all, it's like should... illegal to do that anywhere. I think yeah. it's like 18 or older. But again, gender reaffirming surgery. There are girls who get boob jobs at 16. True. Reduction or implants. They get nose jobs. They get there's all kinds of gender affirming surgery. So it's yeah. bullshit. I think I don't think this came from hate. What he said, it's just it's insinuating, and honestly, unne- I don't understand why he needed to put that out there. That's that's the thing for me. Is he's that like, out, what's he doing? Hanging out with J.K. Rowling or something? What's I'm, going on here? I'm willing to give Paul Stanley the benefit of the doubt, just since he's like an older white dude that may not be fully appreciative of what his words could mean. But um, uh, is he the star child? He is a star child. Yeah, it just seems like Go my bigger space, man. <laughs> my bigger problem is like, why the why the fuck are you weighing in on this? There's so many person. real problems in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just as for someone like, and some of this is like what I believe rock and roll should be. Um, and for like a, a guy who made a lot of his bones by wearing a ton of makeup and patent leather high heel boots. Yeah, he's got like pictures of that. <laughs> he's got a lot of nerve, of like, right? This guy, and it's like, like, what was your? I guess that's a better question. Paul, what do you think your role was when you were wearing more makeup than every female relative I've ever had, wearing thigh-high patent leather boots and singing about your dick and selling albums to 12-year-old me? You know, what was, do you, are you culpable for something? You know I mean? I, how do you feel? Making you rock, brother. Right, that's what he was doing. I I just think like. It, it, to me, there's just a some there's clearly misinformation there. Mm-hmm. I I don't think this was coming from hate. He's being get he's being he's who knows where he's getting some fucking information from, who he's dealing with, who he's talking to. Maybe Gene set him up as a mm-hmm. joke. He's like, I'm sick of looking like the jerk in the band. Paul always looks like the good one. I got a little trick for you. Hey, Gene, right. it's a story. I, I, I just sent it to you. You should read this. <laughs> yeah, right. you should. Look what they're doing. Why don't you talk, go on Twitter and talk about it? Just look yeah. look for the email with 17 forwards at the, at the Gene, why are you, Gene, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, no reason. Just go ahead and read this. And why don't you put out a big, just don't put a tweet out, put a, a text block <laughs> from a JPEG. 
do that. That's even better. People will love you for it. Well, um, to make it even worse, D. Snyder chimes in after. Well, that okay. Before I even get into the D. Snyder thing, that's another funny thing because that guy like literally dressed up like a drag queen. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know his character. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, if you're like, you know what, I like Kiss, but I think he needs to have a little more pink in it. Right. <laughs> and and girl bicycle streamers somewhere in there too. Right. Yes. Um. So I just think like th- there's some mis- a lot of misinformation here. I really do. I think that he's being given, he's regurgitating bullshit that he's being told. There's no one, I don't even like no one is doing these things. Did he, right. what did he what did he watch that? What is a woman bullshit documentary from Matt Walsh? I mean, like, who the fuck knows? And like I said, there's so many bigger problems in the world. This is still yeah. such a a minor thing. This is like not a this is not an epidemic. Nobody, we don't have like classrooms full of boys and girls who who are being forced to be something different by their parents. It's so yeah. stupid. It, it really is. I mean, it's, uh, you, you've uh, revved up the machinery of like 26 or 27 state legislatures to target a small fraction of people that don't want to do anything other than live their own lives. Okay, what's your argument about parents who force their kids who want to be in the arts, but they make them play football? Yeah. Like, what's what's your fucking point, Gene? Like, well, and, Paul, whatever. Kiss, yeah. Mr. Kiss. Like, and then, yeah, then, like, fucking D. Snyder, like, for some bizarre reason, yeah, chimes in. Uh, let me see if I can find this. Because D. Snyder is is reliably progressive. I I don't know how progressive he is, but he's been pretty good over the years, at least on like a social aspect of being on the kind of on the right side of things. Like with COVID, he was on the right side of that. He was he's always been like a defender of like people being who they are. And I don't know why he fucking came out and he's like he right he retweets Paul Stanley and he goes, you know what? There was a time when I felt pretty too glad my parents didn't jump to any real conclusion, rash conclusions. Well said. And it's like, again, who is doing? I wrote on his thing. Mm. Who is doing this, D? Why are you falling for this bullshit? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, th- I think the easiest explanation is that this one person wrote, like, parents are choosing for their children. Surely some parents are, but parents are going to fuck their kids up regardless. Can't stop shitty parents and forcing their will on their kids. I mean, that's true on everything. I mean, yeah. parents make their kid do tons of crap they don't want to do. You're gonna oh, absolutely. You're going to go to fucking church. You're going to do all this. My parents tried pushing religion on me the minute i got my bar mitzvah i never went back yeah. to i barely ever went back to the temple i dropped out of hebrew school immediately i didn't want to do it because he didn't have to really anyway it was like once mm-hmm. he had bar mitzvah, then it became something else i was like no i don't want to do this and i hardly ever went and this is yeah. not that religious i never i never took it seriously as a kid that shit was pushed on me by my parents right you know i mean i don't know i but no parent no parent is I'm sure there's like some real, if you really want to micro target, I'm sure there's some weirdos out there. Oh, there's of course. Yeah. There. There's weirdos that won't get their kids vaccinated. There's kids who are probably like, I want the COVID vaccine. Nope, yeah. you can't have it because there's a brain. Nanobites. I was like, Dad, I think you have brainworms, you know? <laughs> like, like, I just think, yeah, Paul Stanley is uh, just 
to me, it's just like, okay, you're an old man. It's just a shame because it's rock and roll. You know, rock and roll is supposed to be a real he, open he, and understanding. He, he thinks he, he's being, like I said, I don't think he's he's being hateful. Yeah. I don't think he's being, I think he thinks he, whatever he says is that he's on the right side here. Like, he's like, hey guys, you need to chill out here. But none of that is happening. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. But again, it's like, or maybe there, you know, through education, there's parents who are becoming more accepting of their kids. They're not going running out and getting right. you know, like changes and shit like that. <laughs> no, like, but yeah, they're, age they're of the, eleven. Maybe they're, they're meeting them halfway. They're like, but and eventually when they get older, they're like, yeah, we'll do this. Or and again, puberty blockers yeah. are not permanent. No, they're reversible. They're they're pretty. They're non-invasive. Um, it, it's, I don't know. I, I I was disappointed by that. The D Snyder thing was stupid, and I must. I, I talked to you about this. I said I had a theory about that, about the D Snyder thing. Is mm-hmm. that like probably looks up to Paul Stanley? Probably. And like, I just thought that was odd. I didn't expect that. And I think this is like that weird shit where you get these guys who are all part of like a weird little club. Now I would say Kiss is way more su- successful than. D. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, I would but say D. so. Snyder's still very successful. Yeah. What he did and everything, and he's still a name. Um, but they're part of like this weird little club. It's like those comedians who like there's so many comedians who will not say anything right. about Dave Chappelle. They're scared to say anything about or uh Louis C.K. He's a fucking bigot. He spent the last five, six years attacking trans people in his in his bit. He did a whole segment on trans people. This was the yeah. best. He did one about uh some bullshit story where people were trying to find if this person even existed he claimed there was some trans person that he was friends with that defended him online and he the, the trans person was so ostracized by these evil trans people online that in the name of dave Chappelle, this guy killed this oh my god killed themselves and he made it sound like it was the tr- out of control trans people that the reason why this person's dead and the joke was in the end of the day dave Chappelle basically did the i have a black friend mm. the racist saying i have a black friend i'm not uh anti-trend i have one trans friend like who may right. not exist Jeez. and but there's so many comedians they're like scared to like say anything and i think it's like you get into this like club where you made a career off of a job that most people in the world will never Right. experience that this could be their full-time job and they could get rich off of it not just not even just like you could make a living off of it but like yeah very wealthy yeah very wealthy have access to things and when one of them says something like really shitty they'll kind of like just stay quiet or they'll say something like well i'm i'm against cancel culture yeah. you know think it's uh we shouldn't cancel <laughs> people uh please don't cancel me sure I have a more. I have a. I want to get this car. Uh, <laughs> I want to be. I want to be invited on the tour with Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to be right. able to go on the Joe Rogan podcast. I think it's like the same shit. I think it's like, I, that makes sense. That I does make sense. Snyder thing. It's like he's another rich asshole rocker who said something, and I'm not going to come out and lambast him. Who knows? I mean, the joke is, fucking Kiss is so old that D. Schneider's old, but Kiss is so old that yeah, Snyder like probably was a fan of them you know what i mean like that yeah. 10-year difference is like there he's probably like i don't know how much younger like probably like five years but even then it's like 
there there's like a weird little club and they get yeah like it's insular yeah um and i think again bad information out there just missed so much misinformation out there yeah that it could it's probably a mix of the two um it was disappointing it was disappointing I, it was certainly not the end of the world um that's not going to be a make or break argument paul stanley's chiming in um but it was disappointing uh not as disappointing as uh shopping trip to tj maxx uh, uh in the ballpark well this one person wrote under d snyder's thing yeah. As a trans woman who began her transition at five years old, I promise you it saved my life. Had I not been allowed to transition, my parents would have been burying their son rather than growing older. That's a fucking fact, too. There's so yeah. many trans kids that commit suicide. There's so many people who, like, I don't know. And you got all these fucking states that are trying to, like, detransition, like you just said earlier. Paul Stanley, you just fed into 27 states with evil agendas. Yeah. Regardless if you think you're the good guy here or not, you have normalized these scumbags' right. false narrative. Yeah, and you've made it seem like a reasonable debate that reasonable people can have, and it's not. It's not a debate. It's, First of it's, all, why do you? Why I don't even get it. Like, what was the? Let's see. What was the last Paul Stanley tweet? And we'll move on to the next thing. Okay, Paul Stanley. Um, he doesn't have a blue check mark. Maybe that wasn't him. Maybe that was uh, <laughs> 700. Oh, it says Gene, at Gene Simmons under it. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I'll be the good one. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. I'm not the the, the demon that everyone thinks. Uh, let's see. Uh, rest in peace. Okay, so he put that out. Uh, and then the day, uh, some tour shit from four days ago, night off in Buenos Aires, dinner with my good friend, Jay. Okay. Whatever. No, nothing. No, everything's like very apolitical. It's just like, look at me. I'm the guy from kiss. All right. I'm going on tour. All right. Look at me. I'm wearing a purple suit. (laughs) I'm over here. Uh, I don't post anything political ever. I don't do anything. Except this. Except this, which makes it worse. This is the thing that makes me come out and speak. Uh, This. It's like, uh, you know, he's like a guy who's just just sitting there. I'm trying to transition to this story. (laughs) You know, just some like dude at a at a TJ Maxx. Yes. He's waiting for the chance to say something dumb or do something dumb. Right. Is that a good does that work? Yes. It was very smooth. I don't know if Paul you, Stanley would like that, though, because I said the word transition. You know? you, right, right. You showed I, me. I am an adult, though, and not a child, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that, um, well, whatever. Uh, th- yeah, you sent me this, you sent me this video today, and it was a guy assaulting two women as they were trying to leave a store. And, um, the the basic story was that he thought they were shoplifting and he wanted to stop them and uh he did that by hitting them uh and then that was kind of all the video clip showed but so after that um i guess tj maxx released a report saying like we don't know if those women were well, shoplifting that's not the, or not. the video that's not the video was like a news segment and then oh yeah yeah the reporter was talking calling him a good samaritan right it's this big oafish white dude who you 
you insisted was um looked like guy fieri to me but i said he looks more like harry carey yeah i could see that i could see that um combined sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he he's a you know older kind of like uh a middle-aged asshole yeah Okay. It's just some big white dude, and the, you see these young black women running out with bags. You don't really know their story, and yep. I guess he decided to try to stop one. And I guess she tried to like push away, and he just right. starts wailing on her. Yeah, he's like half his size. He's a big dude. He's not like he's not little. Right. She was like half his size, and like okay, story is, and they're calling him a good Samaritan, and like it's fuck. Okay, first of all. I don't think shoplifting should be legal. There's people who are like, shoplifting should be legal. I'm like, okay, calm down there. That's ridiculous. Shoplifting yeah. should not be like, gotta, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it should not be. Shouldn't be allowed to just shoplift from the store. No, that's ridiculous. No. Then you have like a law, completely lawless society. We have to have like some fucking. Yeah, there's gotta be. Oh, I guess yeah. now I'm a mega child. Look at me. Oh, well, guess, you know, Paul Stanley's right. I'm gonna we'll put that on there. <laughs> there's a difference between like believing that shoplifting is bad and one, you know, and and assaulting people that you think may have shoplifted. That's well, the, that's the that's thing. The it's like difference. regardless if these people did or didn't do. It's not up to this jackasses yeah. to decide. He's not Judge Dredd. He, right. You don't he get to decide. Like he, he experienced a lot of joy beating this young black woman up. Like he's wailing on her. Oh, he's probably waiting his whole life for something like that. Yeah. What? He's probably waiting his whole life for something like that. Yeah. He's like any chance he could get to do something stupid. And he, and it's like he's being called a good Samaritan. I'm like, I, I first heard about the story from that shitty lives of TikTok. Oh yeah, a horrible person. She was like praising him, of course. Sure. And I'm like, this does not look good. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. Well, it's TJ Maxx. Yeah. Well, the uh, yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> like come on now. TJ like, Maxx. You can tell like the way TJ Maxx was talking about it. They they want no part of this. They're like, look, we don't know if they were shoplifting or yeah, not. They, we have no like a statement saying that there is no proof. That these people shoplifted. Well, and TJ Maxx even said, look, we don't know if they were shoplifting. There's no proof they were shoplifting. And we don't care enough to investigate this matter. That's what they're saying. We don't, we're not in we don't, we're not investigating whether or not these people were shoplifting. What we are cooperating with is the police wondering why someone was assaulting people in our store. You know. Um, oh, did it say that? Yeah, they, there was a statement in there that said that they're cooperating with that element. Um, I thought it was a fine statement by TJ Maxx. Like it, whether and look, I, I agree shoplifting is not great either, but like <laughs> but it's TJ Maxx. I mean, TJ yeah, Maxx, right. a little known fact about them. This is a little known fact. They don't actually most of their inventory is dropped off by the uh county dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but if you ever walked into a TJ Maxx or Ross or Burlington Co Factory, yeah. You would say, I, I used to do when I was younger. Um, when I worked at like s- stores, like supermarkets, stuff like that. Those yeah, yeah. walking shelves. The thing was, go up, which is just go down the aisle, just bring everything kind of to the front, make everything look kind of nice. You know, make sure it's not scattered. TJ yep. Maxx, Ross, Burlington Factory. Their whole thing is no, no, no. We don't. <laughs> do that. What we do is we like to hide objects behind objects. 
You're like yeah. a little treasure hunt. Right. <laughs> Everything's a scattered mess. There might be things on the floor. You don't know if it's an old pizza or if it's <laughs> a new clo- piece of clothing. We don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. They are pretty haphazard in their approach to inventory. Um, yeah. It's such a screwy story. I mean, it, it seems like one of those like breaking points, but I think you're right. The bigger story is how the news labeled him as a good, good Samaritan. Samaritans help old ladies across the street. Yeah. Good Samaritans stop muggings. They That's, help people in need. Yeah. 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 This is not a good Samaritan. TJ no. Maxx is like, dude, we have insurance. The workers even are like, right. We don't give a shit. Like they're probably going to make more back on the insurance than they would have on the sale of the yeah. items. And this is just a liability for us, you know, for all yeah, they Yeah, now they got to deal with this shit. Yeah. This hothead asshole. Like, this guy is so wrong on this. Like, yeah. he, like, and I could just see this asshole getting invited on Fox and becoming mm-hmm. the next, like, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yep, yeah. Like, you know, another hero of the chuds. And, Lord. like, I mean, I don't know what this guy is. Who cares? It doesn't matter. The guy... Yeah. If if there he sh- in theory should face assault charges if he heard that person or did right anything. right you don't do that and again <laughs> defender of the corporation of TJ Maxx thank you <laughs> Sir Arthur Knight <laughs> right. you were fake, fake British guy <laughs> yeah well let me see if I can find this one guy had such a funny comment about uh about TJ Maxx. It really made me crack up. Mm. Yeah, TJ Maxx is something else. Well, I mean, whatever. It's just another store. Yeah. But like I said, it doesn't justify beating up somebody. No. Like, it's so ridiculous. And again, like you said, there's no proof saying that they didn't pay for it. That's the thing, you know. And there'll never be any proof now because some guy assaulted them. Okay, so know? Walter Masterson posted it too he said dude just starts putting his hands on people for tj maxx and I wrote, uh whatever i said like stores have store has insurance and treats most of their products like garbage anyway <laughs> true see and then this guy chester p mccracken wrote oh, yeah. at at tj maxx thank you thanks you for risking your life to protect our out of season irregular or otherwise guys <laughs> Here's a 5% coupon the next time you spend 100 bucks or more. Oh, God. <laughs> and I wrote, from prison. Because <laughs> the guy would be here. And he wrote, yeah. they have stores in prison. They're called TJ Supermax. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's good. Or, yeah, like you said, you can tell this guy was like waiting his whole life. <laughs> yeah. What this is a big what, moment for him. What a big dope. <laughs> He's like looking, just pulling this. Like, what is she like? Twelve? Yeah, yeah. Cops they look like. Is he, like, what is? Is he an off-duty cop? Like, doesn't look like it. I think it's just some falling down white dude. Falling down. <laughs> Bumble. Yeah. I know the movie reference. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I meant the movie, but yeah. Uh, oh well. Oh, well, wow. I okay. hope he. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens to the story. I my hope is that he just doesn't become like the chud of the week and like get, par- get like, pardoned in a TV show. Get what? 
You get a pardon and a TV show. Yeah, I sentence you to a podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the, 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 the joke we use now. Right. Podcast. Uh, Joseph coined the... Uh, he's done it before with the judge then, because I told you when she, my wife found a, a thing, Joseph, very funny last week. Talking about Ezra Miller. And the, we were talking about how, like, he could face, like, some problems. And I, and I was saying, like, how the judge, you know, people are going to be like, if the movie's really good, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, does he deserve to have the crimes? And you, and you said, the judge, what did the judge say? I, I sent him to, to a sequel. Like, yeah. just... <laughs> and uh, you did do another joke one time, similar, where we were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. And it was, it was the Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, case. I remember that. And I remember this is like one of the funnier ones. And uh, I said, uh, it was like around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Judge says, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse, I sent this year to a second helping of turkey at my house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what we call a banger. This, this judge sentencing. Something yeah. Funny. So we don't oh, know I what's guess. gonna happen, you know? can't force this ai cannot do this no that's the thing ai that's the thing yeah ai cannot do this so who knows (laughs) (laughs) when this you won't even know it's gonna hit you in the face and you're gonna be like oh right stay in the line or the vice president (laughs) dies what's that oh god well the escape from new york the vice president dies that that wasn't escape from new york what was that it's a skit it's it's uh the guy who dips his balls in it. Oh, yeah. Louis. It's like that one skit, and the hostages take over, and they're because the whole skit's like everyone trying to get him to say his catchphrase. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was great. God, Louis was great. Uh, All right. You no, know it was not good, though. Hmm. This guy. You know, I heard that this guy, Paul Stanley, just hired him to be his roadie. <laughs> <laughs> Moving amps. Moving Marshall stacks on and off stage. <laughs> yeah, we saw your. He's like, no, I'm only good. No, no hold on, sir. You might have got this form. That person weighs 90 pounds. Right. I'm good at picking up 90 pound girls and throwing them. I'm not uh, good at lift actual heavy gear. Actual heavy heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. Oh, well. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. You still going on about that? Thank you for listening to You Still Going On About That. Um, Please like, comment, share, and if you haven't done already, please follow us on Instagram, YSGOAT, Facebook, YSGOAT, and Twitter, YSGOAT. Thank you, and have a great day.